Is that I'm carrying? That's what I was wondering, because uh, Stephanie told me you did some medical sales stuff. That's what I do, too, or did. I, I've been laid off since September. But uh, it's been a bummer, man, because West Virginia is not a hotbed of those jobs. Clearly, you know. Hello? So, you hear me? Yeah. Can't see either one of you guys, but we can, we can hear you. Do you still have your studio? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as things open back up, we should be good. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. If, you guys, if you guys are on an iPhone or something, you might need to swipe over or allow. There he is. You really need to see me? Oh, yeah, we have to see you. <laughs> hey, Scully, yeah. remember this thing? <laughs> yes. Oh. I'm trying to leave and then I'll join back up. Oh, look at that. I see that. Look at him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Might be the first person to podcast on one of those things, huh? The same time. A ripstick. Ripstick. Is that what it's called now? Because I think I remember that. You just go back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Me and Scully used to have that big office with a half pipe in it. It was yeah. like 6,000 square feet. And that's yeah. how I learned to ride one of these. Damn. So, uh, Jeff, you got an office like that? If not, you're not doing shit right, man. I'm not. I mean, I'm definitely a not. was in a month. What's wow. <laughs> But I did used to skate half pipes. Did you? Yeah. Well, no skater. way. Was a no skater way. back in the day. Fuck, that is so hard, man. Scully, like, was decent. Not like on, you know, any, like, California test style level. But, dude, I was terrible. I <laughs> just, why? I just crashed. There you are. What's happening? Come on, Chris. What's up? I'm back. What's wrong? Uh, so you're a pretty good skateboarder, is that what he's, what he's saying? I was decent in high school. Yeah. Yeah, well. So I, I and then I got tied up in sports. I'm 44. When's the last time you've been on a ramp? Uh, actually, in probably 1997 when I was in college. No way, over 20 years? Yeah. Wow, you know, since 22 years, every cell in your body is new. Is what? And yet, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, your cells, you, you, you know, have all new cells by now, you know, a totally different body. But if you were to get on a ramp, you'd remember how to do it. You know, it's like riding a bike, didn't you? Yeah, I think it'd take a minute. Probably take a minute or two. Well, you just wouldn't fall and crash like I am. Well, I would fall. I fell a lot. I broke some bones. Relax. Scully. <laughs> well, it goes with the territory. That's you, true. You don't fight gravity and come away unscathed, you know? Here, I'll chop you off. Right. What was that, Butch? So you play some guitar? I play a little guitar, yep. Yeah, that's it. I have a guitar, and I took it out during this thing to, to play around with my kids, but uh, I can't play. Um, I think I got it to get girls back in high school or something. And, uh, you totally. Know. That's exactly what I did. I learned, like, the beginning of Dust in the Wind. And then, like, I don't know, when I was 35 or something, I was like, man, just, like, you know, why don't you try to do something all the way through? And so I've been playing since then. Well, sir, are you musically inclined? It's so stupid, Tom. You're 35 when you started. You're never going to be good. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think just uh, – No, I'm just – remember Smolin said that to you? Yeah. We're beating the kid, man. Our, 
No, he gets pissed when I'm on the when I talk. Oh. He gets pissed. I'm gonna drop him off. He gets pissed when I'm on the phone. That's not good. Relax. Don't want to be pissed. But I just well, we were just hanging time. out, rip skateboard <laughs> at the park, and now I gotta go drop a bunch him off. Of phones, but just like the part that everybody knows, you ruined his you day, know, guys. Like, or something I can play. Or, you know. I disappoint my children all the time. I'm used yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well put. Well put. So, are you in Chicago still? No. No, I'm in California, San Pedro, California. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, that makes more sense. Uh, not that Chicago wouldn't have an art studio, but kind of makes sense. Yeah. But they have things in California labeled as art studios, but you go and they're just like naked people. Does that make sense? I, think, uh, I, I, I don't know for sure, but uh, ours is a little more, <laughs> a little more uh, subdued. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that somewhere because that was like, um, I used to have to go to LA, Valencia all the time actually for work. And then they said, well, there's these things labeled as art studios, but they're really, I don't know what, the, I don't know if they're like, Sounds porno. places or something. Yeah, there's some, there's something, you know, where, where they have some people. So interesting, at least, but yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like a uh, traditional screen printing shop, like uh, serigraphy. So it's like we print for like Dale Chihuly, Bob Dylan, like uh, really big. Uh, big artists that can uh, afford the process. It's a super expensive, time-consuming process. How long have you been in California? Or... Almost 10 years now. Really? Well, that's, yeah. that's a long time. Do you like it better than than the other, like from city, other cities, you know what I mean? Like colder, like obviously place that has all four seasons and stuff like that, or yeah, doesn't I matter? Mean, I, you know, I like my time in Chicago. I love, I like the ocean. I fish all the time. So I, that that was the draw. Uh, yeah. you know, so I, I really like the ocean. Mm. But if so, I had my ways, I'd be in the country totally. If there was an ocean and a country, yeah, that would be the dream. Is there such a thing? There is it Ozark? Is that an ocean? That's probably just big, uh, like Water World. It's a big old Water World. Yeah, <laughs> Water World. <laughs> well, there you go. Matt's here. Hey, what up, boys? What's happening, Matt? Welcome to the show. Much. And my uh, laptop. Uh, is not charged, so I had to get on my desktop. I don't have a camera, so you guys don't get to see my beautiful face. Oh. I've been waiting for a freaking a week, man. I know. FaceTime me. My later. MacBook finally died. <laughs> what, dude? My MacBook finally died. It was from 09. What's that? I made the mistake of transporting it in my car, and it bounced yeah. around. Come on, come on. Yeah, so obviously this Jeff's podcast here is him and usually his wife come on here and do a podcast, but she's busy today. She didn't want to hang out with a bunch of guys. Uh, she'll, she'll show up for a minute, I'm sure. Ange Fitco, she'll show up. That's what the Ange Fitco is with the picture. Obviously, that's not me. Yeah. But we have a paid account for her because she trains people online. So. Yeah. Was it, so what have you guys all been doing since all this stuff's been going on? Anything good or? Same old junk. I mean, do you, is everybody working still or not working, or what's going on with everybody? I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. For me, nothing's really. I don't. Yeah, nothing's really changed for me too yeah. much. Except can't go to the gym. Uh, so I go to my buddy Joaquin's place. He's got a garage built out. Fucking doing awesome gym. Yeah. He's my partner. Um, yeah, I think you met him with he's the, my with the gym. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Well, that's good. I mean, because... Oh, I, no, I just brought you to my gym. I don't think you met him. Anyway, he's my, my business partner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, we could go to that gym. I mean, we're just kind of... We've been stuck in here for... I don't... It seems like three, four weeks or something. It might be hell. It's been a long time. You've still been going to your gym, right? No, not at all. No. Nope. You know, like, you I don't even exercise... No, no. <laughs> I we we work out at the house. I'll be honest. I haven't worked. I haven't done as much stuff as I had. But my wife's using this as time for me to do house projects. To be honest. Um, oh, okay. Doesn't mean that I couldn't work out. I was actually thinking about it today. I was like, this has been a good excuse. I was like painting the bathroom and doing all that. I was like, I could still work out. There's time in the day, you know. But I've been using it as an excuse not to, you know. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. But I, it looks like it's gonna. I don't know about here. Nobody knows for sure, right? But there looks like it's going to start coming to the end in May, right? It seems to. Um, I put an I put a over under on it for for a bunch of people on social media. I'm trying. I said my over under. I said June first. What 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 do you say? And I'm talking going full blown back to normal. Normal normal normal. Total normal. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I say but over. Just- I'm over on that. Just for shit to be open again, I'm really optimistically hoping May, you know? I don't think gyms will be open before June or a lot of public gatherings. The guidelines open in the gym in May, right? Like the national guidelines. But that doesn't mean, like, the interesting thing is, what do you do for MMA or jiu-jitsu, right? Like, we're in each other's face. Uh, We're not six feet apart, clearly. We're sweating on each other, breathing on each other, especially jiu-jitsu or, you know, whatever. Um you can't really fake that one. You know what I'm saying? You can't say like, I mean, it's just depends on how big let's make it. One of the dudes uh, teaching at my gym teaches capoeira. He's like, Hey guys, I'm training a lot of my guys online. You know, you should try it. Like, yeah. yeah. Do jujitsu on yourself. Here, choke yourself, you know, grab a pillow. Yeah, no, and I'm glad you said because everybody else is doing. Like I've been doing little groups with with uh, our gym. We'll get on. We'll do a Zoom meeting, but we don't train. We just sit and talk. But that's what we talk. I was like, man, if you guys want me to show moves or something, let me know. But realistically, <laughs> you guys don't have nobody show any. You know, to work stuff on. It's just me showing stuff on my kid or my wife that's going to be pissed off. So I was like, you know, I, I'm not it's doing just, it. Yes, just to do it. Yeah. It's it's really it would just be concepts of jujitsu, which is just concepts. Yeah, and actually, we had a talk about that last night anyway, and just a not, you know, everybody just sitting there drinking beer and talking or something, you know, and people are saying, hey, this is what I do against a little guy versus a big guy or something, and that works, right? But it was also just, we, we spent more time talking about probably dick jokes than, than jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I mean, so. I've tried to yeah, I've tried been... to practice chokes on Ange, but she only likes one one type of choke. If I try any variation, she gets antsy, so... Yeah, I feel like girls that say they like to be choked don't really like to be choked when somebody knows how to choke them. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I know how to though. I think that's what makes her uncertain. Yeah, I had some guys that had some good stories about that at the gym where they they'd meet some girl online, say they like to choke, and I think they choke her like they do in jujitsu, and they freak out. So, like, what are you doing? And they're like, I thought you like to be choked. And they're like, No, not like that. Yes, yeah, so I don't know what the hell they're doing, but you know, whatever. So any, anyway, I guess, is there anything new going on with anybody? I guess I just, any, anybody got something new to say or anything crazy? 
I guess I'll just some crazy promote stuff. High Tiva a little bit. Everyone's locked in. Order yeah. your cannabis. Check out High Tiva, H-Y-T-I-V-A, Cannabis on Demand. It's like an online cannabis resource, like Weed Maps, but more educational. And nice. uh, primarily a tech company. The same guys built the UFC's website, so it's on the same kind of structure. It's all the same coding, um, you know, which is like five years to build them, build. And, and you know, when this happened, uh, all the dispensaries got shut down. Everyone had to order online. Most of the people's systems couldn't handle the volume. But since this, the, I mean, that's primarily what this company is. We handled it no problem. Had to buy a bunch of new cars and everything. Yeah. No, I know. There was an article. The gym, not so good for high Tiva good. There, there was an article talking about that because that was the thing. Like, I think it's helped push everything through, right? Like, because of this, nobody, like you said, nobody could get anything. So the the delivery method, I think, got kind of pushed through because of all this stuff, or, or at least like pushed ahead than it was, you know. Yeah, it really turned out to be a, you know, I mean, think about like ninety percent of the businesses is this is this terrible for, you know, most gyms yeah. around here are gonna fold, but ten percent of the businesses benefit. You know? Yeah, Hyteva is one. Real water too, you know. I, this is good stuff too. It keeps you healthy. Good for your immune system. Electrolysized reduced water is what they refer to it in uh, scientific journals as. You know, um, they've done a lot of research on it. Yeah, uh, Japan is really high on it because we nuke them twice, and it's really good to. Um, they use this technology to clean out the rivers and lakes and everything after you know the devastation. The yeah, like explosions, they, but it's it's good for 5G, keeping your cells clean. And then when your cells are clean, your immune system's strong. You know, we add the, the electrons uh, to the waters, so it's like you know adding sunlight to it. That's so, what I'm asking, I don't know if you ever read autobiography of a yoga uh, autobiography of a yoga by Yogananda. Great book, but he says if your you know spiritual energy is high, you electrocute the germ you know, the disease germs when they come in, it keeps your system healthy. And I, I don't want to shit on anyone who's sick. This is a terrible virus, but I know me personally, every time I've gotten sick, it's been my fault. I've done it myself. Yeah. Well, I get sick all the time cause I probably eat like dog shit. So I don't I actually don't get uh -huh. sick all the time, but who knows? Hopefully, I mean, all of us are probably COVID free, I guess, huh? I'm assuming so. It's scary because yeah, it's the asymptomatic. You know, you you could have it and have no real symptoms. So it's kind of that's the one crazy thing about this whole thing. Yeah. It's like I that's could have. Why. It. Do we really need to shut down society for it? Like fucking, it's you know, so many people are asymptomatic. I might have it. Who knows? You know, that's what um, you know, who George Stephanopoulos is. His wife yeah. had it really bad throwing up fever all that shit and you know he said oh just for the, i i was fine no no symptoms whatsoever but i just got tested and he has it and no yeah. symptoms. so you know yep let's it's really weird that some people can have no symptoms and some people are literally dying you know just they right. say it has Children a lot too. to Children, they say it has a lot um, to do too with your blood type well. Really? Yeah. What type I am? For some, some reason, if you're, children, a, if you're like, an A blood type, carriers than asymptomatic. Hmm. I didn't know that about blood that, type. right? A, so, a bad. The A is bad. A A is really bad. Like it's if okay. you're A blood. 
Yeah, so stay inside. And I strive Scully. for A's my whole life. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> rather live than worry about dying. Yeah. But you, you're going to live. You, you, you know, I think that, like you said, you just take the the proper precautions and and go about life. But yeah, to shut down everything, you can't hold people back. We were out today, and uh, it just was a flood of cars on Corridor G, Butch. And I was like, people, you can't hold people back for a month. No. They're not going to stay in. Well, they're, people are rioting right right now. Or not really rioting, protesting, right? Going to the capitals and. Uh... And protests. Yeah, the biggest protests were right. in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan and uh, somewhere else, I think. And I think something's going on in Virginia, too. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's the right way to do it or not. But, hell, I mean, that guy um, in California, right, he just got a ticket for teaching jujitsu, which he wasn't even teaching. He was filming videos uh, for his students to put up online. And I guess the police drove out and gave him a ticket because they were not following the rules or something, you know. And it wasn't – they had like three or four guys there because they were practicing moves, you know, and they got tickets. Well, the odds are pretty good, but you jiu-jitsu guys are freaking crazy. So, it prob- sure. probably – But yeah, I, I would say, it, on the other <laughs> hand, you know, you would think that because we're in each other's face so much, literally sweating at each other, doing some weird stuff. Oh, it's the filthiest sport. But I, I think that's also why people aren't scared, right? It's so filthy. And you've got to deal with ringworm and, you know, impotence. I know. And you, like, yeah, think out 20 years of jujitsu. And, like, I, you know, I don't ever remember being sick from jujitsu besides a little, like, ringworm and stuff. Yeah. And it happens all the time. You know, like, you, you're in somebody's face, and then two days later, they're, like, they're not at the gym because they got the flu, right? And then you're like, ah, oh, shit. And then sometimes you get sick, sometimes you don't. But um, in general, though, because you're doing jujitsu working out all the time, those guys are. I think you're in a better class, right? Like there, people don't get as sick as much, right? They're healthier and, and whatnot. So, well, my whole theory on it is that your white blood cells need some exercise. If you just try to be super clean, no germs. Ah, uh, 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 first sign of a germ, you get sick. If your body's used to fucking filth and germs and people sweating and their fucking gross feet up on you and all that, and you don't get sick, that's because your white blood cells are really fucking strong. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Because, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, think of all the stuff you probably touch it uh, or did, especially when we went through airports, subways, all that stuff. You know, that's a germ thing. We're getting it all over our hands. I might not wash my hands forever because I'll be around. I'm sure I've put my, you know, fingers in my mouth and had the filthiest filth. And I think, obviously, it's made me stronger to a certain degree, right? I mean, it's, it is, you know. That goes through my mind sometimes when I'm like sitting there, like trying to fucking like watch someone, like face is right here, and I'm like, God, this is so gross. <laughs> now I got someone's arm in me, trying yeah. to north south choke me in my face and smothering me. Like, how disgusting! Yeah. No, that's yeah, happened. Right. Trained in my basement with a guy. I think I had him in a triangle. <laughs> It was a weird position. It was kind of reverse triangle. So then he ended up by like north, south on me, and he he triangled me. So we we're both in a triangle uh, for a while, and we we're like like kind of grunting, both trying to finish the move. And I was like, "Man, let's just stop." And he's like, "Why are you gonna tap?" And I was like, "No, man. Like my wife's upstairs. We're basically in a sixty-nine. If she walks down and hears this, gr- you know, grunt or something, it's, it's not gonna go well, man. You know." So he's like, "All right, all right, you know." But it's yeah, we're, it's definitely some weird stuff, man. My one student will fucking smells man and every time he wants to roll and do jujitsu i'm like you better fucking did you shower today oh yesterday and no no you gotta fucking yeah. shower the day we roll 
Why does he do that in Las Vegas? I probably sweat all the time. But... Yeah, so yeah. gross, man. Fucking uh, shower, dude, before you roll. Yeah, that's the only good thing. In the same day, you know? Yeah. I mean, I literally can't smell. It's like, uh, I mean, I can kind of smell, I guess, like something, like cigarette smoke or something like that. I can kind of smell, but it's far less than everybody else. Like, it takes me a while to figure it out, you know? So when people smell, I have no clue. I've, it's 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 a good thing and a bad thing, you know. Like for the same thing, like when I my kids were little, they'd have shit running up their back, and I'd just be sitting right next to them, be fine. And somebody walk in the room, be like, "Oh dear God, what is that?" And I, you know, which is terrible because my kid could have been sitting in a crappy diaper for hours. I have no earthly ideal, you know. That's like the downside, or is a good excuse to not do anything. Make my wife clean that diaper anyway, right? Either either or kind of works out, you know. Yeah, I've broken my nose a bunch, and you do lose some of your smell each time, but, like, you know, old stinky-ass armpit or crotch, I can still smell that. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Well, and, and we're right in that stuff, too, so there's nothing there's nothing to do about it, huh? <laughs> there's nothing you, to do. Dude, I was, like, Kiwi wrestling. That was one of my first memories, wrestling. I think the Fucking, okay, was it Harvey Cyclones? All black. But the dude had gave me a head for a hip toss, and I was bridging off my back in his armpit the whole round. I was so sore the next day, the whole round. And, and he smelled so fucking bad. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to put my shoulders down. I just stayed in that stinky-ass armpit. I mean, some people, that was an old thing. I mean, I don't, you probably didn't do it, but I, that was a thing people joked That's about. Hard. That they're like, I'm not going to shower before a fight, or I'm not going to do this or do that, right? I'm going to stink as hell. And whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. When your adrenaline's at that level, fuck, you know? Well, you're just going to hit them harder. You'd be like, you fucking stink, you fucking bastard, right? It doesn't matter. So, did, another, did you and, and Tom go to school together? Or oh, did you yes. That's, that's an understatement. Yeah, many schools. Yeah, so all, since you guys were little tiny kids, or yeah, since yeah. third, uh, since we we're three, three, we've been expelled. This is Dixon's. Together. Yeah, we've been expelled together. Even when we went to separate schools, uh, we were teams. Yeah, he got kicked out of Munster High School, so he had to go to Brother Rice High School, a Catholic school, and he got expelled the same yeah. year I did. Really? Yeah. I got some jokes, the Scully, but. We're not going to do it. No? Just Catholic school jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I just hope you made it out. I made it, man. I was even an altar boy. So. Really? And you still made it? I made it, man. Oh, well, I did not graduate from Catholic school, no. Well, not, 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 not... He just went one year, though. I think he's saying you didn't get molested. Yes. Like, I did not get... I was such a troublemaker. There was no yeah. way that, like... Any know. teacher would touch him. Yeah. yeah. Good work. Very good move. You know, it would be good though for the podcast if we it, like backgrounds on like Scully. Like I, I'm Jeff. <laughs> We've met now. Yeah. Steven, like a little bit about Scully. Scully, tell us about yourself. Oh well. Um, what would you like? Where Where would you like me to start? Um. In regard, Stefan, stories with Stefan. Should we He's start? Good-looking man. We could start there. He's just a fine-looking gentleman, right? Like he plays the guitar. Well, obviously, yes. How I got? How did I get so good at fighting, Scully? There I we think, go. There I, we I, go. 
I'd like to believe that I that I, I had a, a certain hand in that. Um, His mouth had a lot to do with it. Oh, so, so he you got like, you in a lot of trouble. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't like like that's not to say that I was like uh, afraid myself and like you know ran. You're fighting too, yeah. I was comfortable getting my ass kicked. Uh, you know that was fine. Uh, but Stefan was just like, it, it would kind of be like, you know, someone smart enough to me. I've always been pretty good with my words. I'd say something that didn't match the body that I was stuck in. They took great offense to it. I've been there. What's that? You got to understand, I've been, I've Tom been there. was a real late yeah. bloomer. He, he, was, he was really small. Like, that's, he's that's like, that's what, that's six that's foot that's now? That's you would have never known it. But he was half the size of other kids. Huh. Yeah. So, so you, you, you know, like, people would like, think, oh, my God, I can't beat up this little squirt. I'm going to kick the skinny beanpole's ass. Yeah. Right, yeah. It was kind of like that. Well, he would, he would say something because Stefan was, like, tall and really skinny. And, uh, and you know, he kind of had a slow all about him where he kind of, like, bait him in with something that, like, was smart-ass, but, like, they didn't like hearing it and they didn't like the way he said it. And so – all the attention would be immediately focused on him. And, um, you know, I'd be like, careful, he's going to beat the shit out of you, you stupid <laughs> bastard. And they'd be like, fuck you, man. I'm going to fuck him up so bad. And I'm like, I'm just being honest. Like, you're going to get the living shit kicked out of you. And after you get the shit kicked out of you, I'm going to laugh in your face. So, I mean, otherwise apologize and you can walk away. You know, something like that, you know? Yeah, and you're like, shut the fuck up. Well, that, and that's the other, so this is Chicago, right? So... The other thing, is, I mean, for people like, like, I don't, well, Jeff didn't always grow up in West Virginia, but like, sometimes when people don't understand, like, people in the city run their mouth all the time, right? That's just the thing you do. Like, I'm from Cleveland, right? Like, in some meanings, like, you say fuck you to somebody, they say fuck you. Like, it's, and it doesn't mean you're going to fight, but you're always, everybody's just on edge, I think, because you're in traffic all day. You're just, you're trying to get somewhere. There's so many people, and, you know, everybody's like, you know, I mean, it's. I think it's just different than West Virginia. Like, there's four cars on the road. You know, I mean, you're just chilled out. Yeah. Either smiling. So we were from a suburb of Chicago, and it was like, uh, you know, people wanted to like be tougher or something than Chicago. You know, like they. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I don't know where. I mean, I got shit. Just a lot of ego. Yeah. People the perfect way to describe it is Tom would say something would get their blood boiling so bad and they'd just be infuriated. And, you know, like I kind of would, you know, smart off to them too. And it's like, tough. now their blood's boiling pissed and they want to hit someone. He's kind of too small, but this little fucking skinny beam hole that thinks he's tough. I have punch appeal too. Like there's something about me that people just want to punch me. Yeah. yeah. I always like that, you know, no problem. My whole life. Now people know me, so it doesn't happen. But growing up, always Tom would smart off and I, you know, okay, you know, like let's leave these inbreds alone. And then let's fucking and you're dead, man. And they'd all follow me out. Try to, yeah. Know. So you're a good yeah. counter puncher. So you're, you're good. You learned how I to counter punch. I learned them in too. I learned them in too. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, Definitely. Yeah. I, Cause I, yeah, I don't, you know, yeah. I look, he was never growing up. I look like a pussy. I look like a total pussy. So, well, we have that in common. I would think they'd have an easy time with me. Huh. That's, that's crazy. 
What's crazy, the both, I mean, Scully, too, that's what I'm saying. You're not small now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't say, well, that guy, he, you know, he's a little tiny. Um, which is, so that's crazy, huh? That, uh, you know, when he was 16, he was probably, what, Tom, about 100 pounds? Oh, no, probably more than that. 16, I was probably like, uh, probably like, like 120 or something, probably. Yeah, 120. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. And like five two, you know, like I not one. But I, like five ten because I kept on growing. I graduated like one fifty seven, like five ten, one fifty seven in high school. Yeah, when you were eighteen, yeah. yeah. Like when we had our scooters. Oh, yeah, you were fifteen when you had your scooter. Yeah, you were tiny. Mean, we'd ride those scooters around everywhere, all around, you know, the Chicagoland area, man, and uh, it was good times. Scooter days. It was complete freedom. Since you got the same scooter you guys probably had some big ass clunky thing. Now it's like the razor scooter. You know what I mean? Like and those those scooters that are in California, right? That are motorized and stuff. You know, oh yeah, Honda, 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 Honda scooters, like 49 cc. Yeah. Oh, did you? you yeah, I had a I had an arrow and he had a, a Honda Leap. Huh. Kevin actually fucking had this big fat dude, Dino Adamopoulos, like who crashed his scooter into a tree and bent the fork. And then so Stefan turned the fork around. So it was like a funny bike where the, the wheel was sticking out the front of the fork. A low rider. cruised his, his uh, scooter for, I don't know, an additional year like that. Really? That's awesome, huh? It's crazy. Since so you guys are from Chicago. From Munster Car Wash. Since you guys are from Chicago, I switched my hat up. I went with the Bears, my team. Two Bears. Bear down. Well, Bear down, baby. Is tomorrow that Chicago Bulls thing, right, on ESPN, I think? Yes, I can't freaking wait. I'm a Jordan worshiper, so this is huge for me. The documentary comes out? Yeah, the 10. And what is ten, it? It's the 10, I guess, 10-episode series starting on Sundays at 9. It's the last dance. I guess they're they're. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be good. I remember seeing the preview. Were you guys big? Oh, what a fans good time to be a fucking Bulls fan the nineties, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Oh my god. I think in general, like I so I'm, obviously, like I said, I was from Cleveland. If that was to be the thing, like Cleveland would be awesome. They they would win fifty-seven games. I think never got to sixty, but. Um, Really, and they're the same division, so they'd be the team to beat. And I think, like, you know, obviously Jordan hit the shot against them, all that stuff. But those are years that they weren't supposed to beat the Cavs, you know. So, personally, I hated Jordan for a long time because of all that stuff. But then, really, by the end, like, then you could not like him because they won it all the time. I mean, I guess I didn't like him as much as I do now, you know. But uh, but who couldn't yeah. like their announcer? Respect greatness. Stuff yeah. was badass, you know, like. Still, like, so that there's no better announcing on any NBA team when you hear the, the old Bulls music and the way that guy used to yell. I don't even know if that guy's still around. That was just – that was amazing, right? Um, Man, I haven't been to a Bulls game since the 90s. Shit. There's yeah, no – Yeah, it was awesome. It <laughs> right? so, was awesome. Introducing now your Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Oh, was, well, the lights would go off. Yeah. It's a bummer for all of us, really, because, like, none of us knew, right, that, that something – that that was that amazing, right? Or you got – like, for example, you guys probably went to a bunch of Bulls games. The same thing with in Cleveland. I could have oh, went to Jordan play all this time. What's that? 
I said I never wanted to any. My parents were so fucking cheap. Oh, really? Well, they had some. So that, that was the good thing about like Cleveland teams not being good is like especially Indian. Scully players. was a hippie anyway in high school. He was just going to the concerts. We we all would. We went to concerts. We're good. Did I'm you calling. Sneak in. So they were. I'm going to call Scully the instigator from now on because it sounds like he was the instigator. Scully the instigator. So he gets a lot of the credit for any success you've had in the, the octagon or the ring. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Good call, Jeff. Well, I, I owe some credit to my two older brothers for all the yeah, beatings true. they gave me too. So, so those three, my brothers and Scully, nice. I owe all the credit too. Well, speaking of how how awesome Scully is, um, <laughs> so Let me did you guys. This is kind of a, an older thing, too, but did you guys do that couple of your T-shirt designs together? Like, you had the – obviously, like, was it called Punch Buddies? And then there's another one, N something, right? Or N oh, like, Yeah, that was all – that was both of us the whole time. Well, okay, I was trying to give you all the, the credit. The shirts, but it goes way back. Our first business together was selling beer at the Grateful Dead shows. Tell them about that, Scully. Yeah, that's actually true. But um, what we did was we we claimed because we were still in high school that we were selling grilled cheeses. So my mom would take <laughs> us to Aldi and we'd get like you know twenty loaves of bread and spend all night putting grilled cheeses together, put them in the freezer, and then in the morning we'd go and pick up the seventeen cases or whatever Molson Golden. Seven sixty three. Remember Eddie's car, Eddie's yeah. dad's car, sixty three cases. Yep. Molson baby. Park at the the Grip Dead uh, concerts at Soldier Field, and we just, you know, what the fuck? They're only a buck, or you know, yeah, sell, sell beers all day. You know, you know what the funny thing is? When a sixteen-year-old kid wants to buy sixty-three cases of beer, no one cares. Yeah. Right. Not, I mean, it sounds like this. Like where I'm from too. It didn't matter. You you know they. If you had that kind of money, <laughs> nobody cared about anything. You know, that's the other thing. So sometimes cops would come in and they'd know what we were up to as high school kids. And they'd be like, hey, what are you doing? And we'd be like, ah, you know, of course you're not going to say nothing. And we'd be like, nothing. And they'd be like, man, you just need it. Because typically you had to buy them in a bad neighborhood, right? And they'd yeah. be like, you just need to get out of here. You're going to get hurt. And they're like, we know you're buying beer. Just just leave before you get shot or something. You know, man, they weren't really worried about, like, giving us a ticket for that kind of deal, you know? Hey, Butch, remember our, our police escort? Yes, yeah, I know. That was that was awesome, actually. And there was some somebody recently brought that up. But how did did that just happen randomly? We were pulled off in like a. It was the same sort of thing, a bad area. So the cops pulled us over. Remember, they're like, "What the fuck are you guys doing in this area?" You know? Yeah. And, and then he looked in and he's like, "Oh, what the fuck? What are you doing?" You know, to stuff in. And he's like, "We're running behind." And he's like, "Well." I'll fix that. Here, just follow me. And I thought he was just going to no drive normal speed. He was yeah. like, um, like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> They're like, this is badass. I love West Virginia. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, so really. I name, I name dropped you in the show. And then he was all like, oh, yeah, follow me. Really? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So, Jeff, that story or anybody else is, is – uh, we had that MMA show in Charleston. I don't know if it's the first one, but it was it was one of the first ones ever in West Virginia. And then, uh, and Stefan was coming in to be like the celebrity, sign autographs and stuff. And I think we put you in a room, which was pretty cool. You know, the people just kind of came in and, and signed, you know, got autographs and bought shirts and whatnot. But I get, you know, your plane landed late. Something was weird. It was just you guys running late, and I was like, 
I can't remember if I stressed out. Those shows are so stressful anyway. You know, you're stressed about everything. I remember uh, Brandon show. Lee Hinkle was the main event. Yeah. And actually, I've been I've been sharing videos of that event this, this I wouldn't say this week, but like just during this lockdown, you're early for some people to do, you know. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a good time because everybody was cool. You know, I remember like, I just remember, it's just a light feel, right? We didn't, there was a lot of people for Charleston, you know, because that's the other thing, like, um, there, there's not a lot of fighters in West Virginia because there's not a lot of gyms, you know? So it's not like they're showing up to see their guys. They're showing up to see good fights, but at the same time, it's not like UFC has like a name appeal, so they're going to go. People are just showing up out of curiosity. There's a good, I mean, it was okay crowd. I mean, it, it was what it was, but it was a good time. Dan yeah. Severn was there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I thought it was awesome, man. I think the quality yeah. of people that were there is pretty awesome, you know. And then, hell, we had a good time. We partied a lot. Uh, then we go to, like, live. On, we went to some music event downtown. We had a good time, man. I, I remember being out all night. I had a great time. Heck yeah. yeah. Charleston's Dan, not Dan too bad. Dan Severn. That was the first time I met Severn, I think. Yeah, did you ever talk to him since you're wrestling now? I, I'm assuming he's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've wrestled on some shows with him. Have you really? I think this is his. I think he said it's his last year. Who knows? He never retired from wrestling, but he's like sixty or something now. And he's still in decent shape. Uh, he just travels. That, that's the other, like he's in his car all the time, and which is the random like he'll run through. He'll be in like Ohio or something, and then all of a sudden I get a call, and he'll be like, "Man, I'm going to go through West Virginia soon. You want me to stop by? Can we set up a seminar?" I'm like, "Buddy, I think people are Dan severed out. You know, because he goes too much. You know." And that's the other thing. Then also, like, unfortunately, all the new people that go to the gym, they don't know old fighters, right? Like, older fighters. Like, if I say, oh, Dan Severn, he, you know, even if I try to play the wrestling angle, like he was in WWE or any of this, people are like, I don't know who that is, which is, is a shame. But I forget that a lot of times, like, when all that stuff happened, a lot of the people in my gym were just born when, you know, he was fighting, unfortunately. You know, like, I'll say some things and be like, yeah, I was born in 2000 or something. Like, oh, well. Yeah, that does make sense, and you're 20-some years old. I mean, that's still freaky to me, you know I mean? Like, it does – I forget that I'm old as well, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I never feel so old until I get, like, a grown man with a beard and a big – they'd say, oh, man, yeah, I saw that fight win with Forrest when I was nine. Just, yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, God. So I'm thinking, too, this is a random – did you guys throw something out of the window at the casino in your room or something? I feel like maybe you broke up some uh, – I don't know, maybe the, the mini bar thing or something. I feel like there was something that happened at that casino in your hotel room, but maybe not. I can't remember. I don't recall. Yeah. No, I, anyway. that's how it would go anyways. That's what I was going to say. I don't, I don't feel like nobody was mad because I, I feel like they wrote – they're like – just so you know, they were kind of crazy, but it was like everybody's cool because they're like, ah, it's fine. They're famous. Like, it's like do whatever they want, you know. Huh. But that was cool, too. I mean, you guys stay at the casino. I don't know. I mean, it, the casino in West Virginia is kind of lame. That just means a bunch of people playing bingo at the time or something. You know, it's not like, you know, Vegas casino or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't remember being too much of an asshole. No, you you know. never know, though. No, I don't think so. You never know, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it would right. have been good if we could have hang, hung out more, but it was good. I just remember going to some, like a live concert, doing a couple of things, training a bunch, you know, doing some other stuff. It was, it was a good time. Yeah. And and uh, I'll never forget the video you showed of uh, when Vanderlei did the seminar. Oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. Him fighting that 16-year-old uh, that or whatever. 
Yeah, because that. <laughs> yeah, the kid. Which was hilarious because that, that video, like they posted, it made, I mean, it was on HDNet. You know, remember that they used to have Inside MMA and stuff? I don't know if you ever on yeah. that with Boss and them and stuff, but they used to have that show and oh, that, yeah. that video made that show, which I was kind of embarrassed. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, shit. Because, of course, you know how people are in the internet. That's great, though, man. That is a great piece of footage. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. But it was funny because yeah. it was uh, there for a while. Crazy. I thought Vanderlei was going to kill that kid. Um, that kid didn't care. I Dude, think if that knee would have landed, he missed with a fucking, like, yeah. he hit him in the body, and then the kid went down, and he looked like he was throwing one to the head. The kid fell back, and it missed. Holy shit. Yeah, and it, it for a minute, that's the thing, like, for people that don't know what happened is, uh, I'll explain, like, you know, like, Vanderlei did a seminar at, at our gym, um, and then at the end, which was crazy, because it was at the time where, like, nobody really comes to West Virginia, right? So, like, I think, even as before we're doing MMA shows or anything, so Vanderlei came, and, like, everybody came from all over, because it's just, like, they haven't seen somebody that they saw on TV or something, you know what I mean? They were, like... Plus, that was Vanderlei was coming off his pride days. You know, he was like a pride champion. Yeah, he was a, a, legend, a long know. reign. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So then, um, I think there literally was I think two hundred people there. No, no joke. There was more than two hundred. Um, but it, so anyway, it was you know, everybody's wow. meeting him, and at the end, he said, "Hey, man, like um, I'm gonna spar with some people." But he wasn't. You know, they're just kind of slap fighting, playing around, not doing nothing. Um, and then a, a 16 year old kid got up and just went a little rough. He's 16. So he's, you know, just trying to prove him. He does also, that's the other thing. Like he you're throwing as hard man. as he could. Yes, exactly. Like it's Vanderlei's trying to be nice and you guys, they were in MMA gloves. So it's not like you should be hitting each other hard. Um, this kid did like a 360 spinning back kick right in the stomach. Bam, hit Vanderlei. So a crowd of 200 people, like, wham, they're like, oh shit. You know, of course and you guys know. When you're sparring, even if you're the nice guy, you hear that, it still pisses you off because you're like, everybody said, oh, shit, I want to show him it don't hurt or whatever, right? You just got shown up. Vanderlei, I think, was still kind of cool. He let it be. I think he kind of went a little bit harder. The kid does it again and hits him again. Then Vanderlei just – he just snapped. <laughs> he just started hitting But he – in his credit, I thought he snapped for real. Like, when I was there, I was like, oh, shit. And I just kind of put my head down. I was like, fuck, this is not going to be good, you know? Um, but looking at the video, actually, he was – he kind of had a closed fist. He kind of open hand. He was kind of slapping the kid. He was hitting him hard, but he was still trying to be nice. Um, hit he him caught up. himself. Yeah. He, like, got rough, and then it went down, and then he's like, oh, boy. You know, like – Yeah, he woke up. You know, like, you could tell kinda, He started yeah. throwing elbows, ground and pound, like, boom, boom. And that's where I think he woke up. where Because the, the crowd, the same thing. The crowd's yeah. like, oh, oh. And, you know, sadly yeah. – you know, the kids dad like listen it was a moment of their life right it's like if uh any of us like just we were talking we we're spar if we we're playing basketball with michael jordan right like we you're trying to do shit and you know what i mean it's a little bit different because it's fighting but i mean you show him up and all of a sudden he's like all right well i'm gonna fucking dunk on you now and you're done you know i'm gonna block every shot and that's kind of what happened he just lit him up and uh it was cool you know it was, it was what it was i mean the kid's dad was yelling you got him you got him he actually I, that was the other thing that vanderlei took him down was in his guard was hitting yeah. him that kid was heel striking him like Hoist Gracie used to do like, in the kidneys and stuff. And I was like, that's when I was like, yeah, yeah. Go. He the little and, heel kicks. Yeah, yeah. It was rough. But uh, then Vanderlei just stopped. I think he woke up and just stopped and grabbed him by the hand and 
and took him outside and, you know, and, or anyway, he didn't take him outside, but he said, that's, you know, we're done. And, and actually he, you know, he stopped sparring with everybody. So that kid kind of ruined it for everybody. Cause Vandalay would have probably sparred with everybody, made everybody's day. And then uh, anyway, after the thing was over, got in and, and I don't even know what, you know, what Vanderlei's thinking. I wasn't even going to bring it up. And then he just goes, what is that yours? Was that your student? What's up with that fucking kid? And I was, you know, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's like, I was going to fucking kill that guy. I was going to fucking murder him. You know, I was, everything that I was thinking, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like he really was. And then it was funny because somebody posted that video and it already like, went everywhere. And I said, well, here's the video of it. And he's watching. He's like, oh yeah, man, I fucking was going to kill that guy, you know? But anyway, it was just funny, you know. So good times. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty wild. Have you, did, uh, has that ever happened to you at a seminar, speaking of that or anything weird like that? Or? No, man. Nothing? Nope. People, uh, I'll make it happen next time you come into Charleston. All right. Yeah. I can be that guy. I like pain. But, uh, I was watching no, a video I mean, the other day of a, guy, it on video. Of a Muay Thai guy, and that was his, the video that he released on Facebook was that, of every seminar that he was at where somebody went hard with him. I guess it's pretty common. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I take that back. I take that back. This dude came into my school, and um, I was, like, teaching and trying to demo a move. You know, I taught a move, and then the guy was doing it. And I went under, and I said, oh, no, make sure you do it like this. And I just torn my pack. And it was a half guard where I come up here and plant my arm. And he started fighting me. And it's like, yeah. like, oh. And I just fucking slapped a triangle on him. I'm like, <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? Like, you know? <laughs> Did he say anything? Well, that's the thing. People that do that, I don't, because people do that sometimes. He didn't come back. Oh, he I was didn't. like, uh, you know, I actually said to my class, like, like, is that what you wanted? I go, how long did that take? And everyone's like, listen to this, <laughs> too bad you know it's funny so i have a, like a story like when i was a blue belt or something i think that's when hoist was hoist gracie was my instructor um but that was, actually wasn't even a blue belt i think he gave me my blue belt like that day but i didn't know at the time too that's when jujitsu was pretty new and mma is new there's honestly that so there's nothing in west virginia there's no gyms and that's why he came in i'd wrote him on the internet i said hey man like would you train me and surprisingly he said like sure but it was more like obviously if you pay the money i'll you know i'll train anybody you know so we we had a big seminar and of course a bunch of people went and um anyway like when i thought like the point like when we rolled like i rolled as hard as i could i didn't know a bunch of moves you know but i i was a big guy so i'd you know i think i almost got him in a guilty by almost i just mean i grabbed his head and was squeezing i wasn't really doing anything but that course like pissed him off and uh I mean, I think he, he like popped my elbow, got me an arm bar, popped my elbow really hard, you know, and like, um, but I thought that was kind of part of the thing. Like, he just wanted to see how tough I was. So like, I just rolled over and got back up. I said, well, let's go again. And um, I think then he put me in a choke and I tapped, he wouldn't let go. And he popped my jaw or something. And then, then something else happened and he did, you know, I, literally I got my ass kicked the entire, like hurt, like, like severe injuries. I mean, I had, big gashes on me and stuff and, and and like one time he looked at me and just said well that's putting it in another gear and, I, and at the same time too though I wasn't like offended I thought that's what we were supposed to do I thought he was just trying to see how tough I was and if I was going to give up and all that shit and I was like what's well, so up so at the end I thought well I did good because I didn't give up you know I, I showed I had heart 
Um, and then he got in my car and he said, man, if you ever do that again, I'll fucking kill you. I was like, do what? Like, I thought that's what you want. He's like, man, don't test yourself against me. Like you're a white belt, you know, blue belt, test yourself against other white belts. I was like, well, I thought like you were wanting to see how good I was. I thought that's what I want. You know, I was like, you know, looking back, it, I didn't do nothing terrible, but it, it was probably disrespectful. You know, it was like early, like, I guess that was two thousands, early two thousands. But uh, but anyway, I mean, I got, I was like throbbing. But then again, you're big and strong, and you pissed him off, and he had to get rough with you. you know? Yeah, well, I mean, we, yeah, exactly. I mean, he even told me he's like, so like, he's like, literally, he's like, if you beat me, it'd be all over the internet. You know, he's like, if I beat you, nobody fucking cares. He's like, so know your role, go sit down or something. You know, but it, which is funny because now, like, when I I'm over like that, that incident made me like overly cautious, even to this day, not, and it's not because I think I'm good. It's just like, I don't want somebody to get offended. Right. So I, I rolled with De La Hiva, who's like basically a hoist size or small Ricardo De La Hiva. And I did the same. I rolled super light with him. And then afterwards at the end, he was pissed. Like, he's like, why you roll like that? And I was like, like what, man? He's like, you roll like you think you're better than me. Like, dude, like, I fucking win. You know, like, I, I was like, I was trying to be respectful. He's like, that's disrespectful, man. Like, I was like, dude, I don't, I'm sorry. You know, he was mad too, but he was a lot nicer. He didn't hurt me. <laughs> you know, he was like, yeah, no, next time, give me all you got. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't know what to do, but it's not, a, you know, it's not like I've had that problem forever. You know, it's just an interesting thing. Like I wouldn't, uh, to the point where somebody's fighting you during a move, I wouldn't do that. That's ignorant. But you know I mean? When you're sparring with somebody like so-called sparring, it's a little bit different, right? You think you're supposed to go hard or not, you know what I mean? Something like that, but it's different, but nobody goes yeah, like, you and, then, Stephen, and you guys, everybody is nice. I mean, that's not an issue, but our guys know too, like, Hey dude, know your role. You're not going to, you know what I mean? Also, also, though, when you're, um, you know, white and a blue belt, you're just rougher. Your technique isn't as smooth. And you're yeah. accidentally hitting people. And, and you're just, it's like a real good, I could get, go with a super good world champ black belt and, and just, be less banged up than just a fucking blue belt who's strong and retarded, you know? And yeah. even getting caught. I could get caught by him and still be fine. And this strong blue belt all, like, accidentally elbowing me and shit. I guarantee that's probably what the way I was rolling with Hoy. I was a spa, like when you don't know anything, right? You just use your strength if you're a big guy. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, I mean, like probably with the same thing that people do to me. Like if I get them an arm bar and they're giant, they just try to pick me up in the air and slam me on my head or, you know, stuff that you're like, man, don't be doing that. Like I could break your arm, you know, like you got to be normal too, you know, but that's why i don't i didn't take offense to it at all i was just like shit like you know later in life i was like yeah like i learned my lesson not doing that kind of stuff but you know i could see people doing that because you're gonna run into people that just don't know any better right i think it would be it's tough because here's the thing when you do when you teach a seminar everybody wants to like have a part of you right like if if stefan teaches a seminar whoever teaches a seminar like everybody that's going they're got to roll with everyone yeah, yeah. They, they want they want that, right? Um, so you don't know what you're getting when you get that person because that's the other thing. You know, they might, you know, who knows? Like I said, they might go crazy or they might just be happy. I mean, it's it's rough. That's the part people don't understand in, in our sport. You I mean, you can't really – you can't – I mean, you could hide, right? But then you're not going to do very good at your seminars and stuff. You know, if everybody's like, yeah, I'll do a, sem- a seminar with Steph and he roll with everybody, he's part of everybody, then everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I want to go to that thing, you know? Um, 
I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, you know, because you're you're literally sparring or fighting with people that want to smit you or break your bones in general. Right? So, you know. Yep. Hey, Butch. You know what's uh -huh. funny? When uh, you talk about like going to your strengths, the only the only real compliment I got when I when I'm when I'm training at your gym and I got guys bigger than me, um, is when I go to my strength. They, they, it's just that I don't panic when I'm getting squashed or choked. Yeah, and it's basically the compliment I get. It's like so. I, I guess I'm in that position a lot, where I'm either getting just somebody that's like a hundred pounds heavier than me squashing me, and I don't panic. Yeah, but I come in there knowing that I'm going to get squashed or choked. So, so you're like, I just really like it when guys sit on my face. And I'm kind of used to it, so it's it's okay. I don't really like it. It's just yeah. I I can handle it. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, you can deal with it. None of us like it. That's the thing. I really like jujitsu, but there's a lot of positions I don't really like. So I've yeah. been at all costs. If I get there, I'm like, it's, uh, I deserve to get my ass kicked. What I think, you know, I mean, it is what it is. So did, did you train too, Scully, by the way? Uh, yeah, a, a little bit. Uh, not like, uh, not like any of you guys sound like. So uh, probably easier if I just say a little. He bit. throws a good punch. So yeah. were you more of a stand-up guy than a jiu-jitsu guy, or no? Oh, I don't know. I, I would say that you know I I would you know back when I were getting fights, I would probably throw one good one and then try to get someone on the ground. Yeah, I'm scrappier like that, but again, I'm like you know a forty-something-year-old dude. Uh, you know, you my, just punched someone in the face the other week. <laughs> yeah. In California, I think me and Scully are in the same range here. I think we're on the same playing field. No, Bush, you they're serious. Scully just punched someone in the face last week. No, no way. Name. Well, that was that was uh, uh, January 1, but that was like an uh, you know, an isolated incident. Social distancing. Prior to social distancing. Prior. Yeah, yeah don't – not right, fighting prior, right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Is tell, well, tell yeah, that story. Six, six tell that story. Of, uh, range. Oh, this is just the fucking guy – fixing the stucco on the house uh you know drunk, you know and i don't care you know if you do a good job on the stucco i don't care if you're drinking that's fine but uh you know like he's like dragging this project out for like you know five weeks and i'm like hey man the 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 hole up by the roof make sure you catch that you know that one's kind of important or the raccoon could fit through that so he knocks on the door it's the you know it's the first of the year and he's like um all right, it's all done. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I walk outside and I, uh, I look up and it's like, dude, the fucking hole is still there. And he's like, oh man, like, forget it. That's fine. Don't, don't even worry about it. Nothing's going to get in there. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, that's big. And I'm catching myself like defending, like, like why he should fix the hole. Yeah. And, and, and he's just like, fuck it, man. I'm done. Keep the money. And I was like, Okay, man. Um, that's, that's even better. <laughs> I, you know, I'm thinking this is a windfall. So I'm walking out and he's throwing his shit all over in my yard. That's fine. No big deal. And then he starts throwing it into my neighbor's yard. And I'm like, hey, don't fucking throw shit in other people's yards, litter bug. And he fucking turned around and he's got his <laughs> I love that you called him litter bug. Yeah. And he fucking charges me and, he, and I think he's just going to like start yelling in my face. And he, he, he pushes me and he's, you know, he's got the trowel and shit. And like, I go back and he starts coming at me again. And I just, I just gave him a jab. Yeah. A good. That, that was go. it. Yeah. I mean, I exploded his nose. Like it was, it was. A, That's all it took. It was a nice one. 
But I he like did it. fix the hole. He did, did fix it. He did fix the hole, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's impressive. Yeah. I gave him a tip too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys tight now? No, no, I blocked him. He uh he tried to get me charged with uh like a felony. Uh the <laughs> the neighbors saw it. They saw it. I just defended myself. And then he sent some letter from a lawyer, and I don't know. No. I mean, that honestly is the worst thing, right? As an adult, it's hard. You can't. I mean, you honestly can't get a fight. I'm not going to say, like, you know, that you can't, you won't if it happens, just like your scenario, right? Like, you can't think about it during the time. But as an adult now, like, this, that stuff like that, everybody sues you for everything, right? It was foolish of me. Very, very foolish of me. If, if I hadn't had people actually witness it, yeah. you know? That it was uh, that's amateur hour. I shouldn't have done anything, you know. But what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do when somebody charges you? Back, you know, you know that you could some a situation like that. Some poor bastard probably got stuck in the neck with the trial and died. You know, I'm not going to have that happen to me. Yeah. Hey, I'd say justice was served. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, and he fixed the hole. That's like that's insult to injury, right? I mean, that's. That was the whole situation. I mean, as long as the hole was fixed, who cares? Yeah. Right. My point, yeah. For my, no raccoons. No raccoons yeah. in the attic anymore. And, uh, you know, we're good. Hmm. That's good stuff. So, so thank you, Scully. I think you're – when I hang out with you guys together, um, I feel like you're the funnier one at the time. Is that the, the case, Scully? Is that not true? About what? I just think you're funny. I'm just saying, I think you're – the reason I'm asking is because uh, the guy that never talks on this thing, this is Matthew Sodana at the bottom of the screen. He is hey, a – <laughs> yeah. So the reason I'm thinking – Matt, Matt, could you just quiet down a little bit? Just pipe <laughs> down. So, and I also – yes, I didn't mean to interrupt so much. <laughs> I'm bringing it up randomly because – Hey, how come he doesn't have to turn his fucking video on? My computer doesn't have a camera. was on. I didn't even All know right. he was on. So, he so, has a giant erection, and he doesn't want us to see it. So Stephen, Thank you for saying giant. Some comedy. You're welcome. Have you done anything, Scully? No? What? What's happening? Have you done any comedy? Are you into that at all? No, no, no. I'm not that funny. Like, uh, in, maybe. Yes, you are. Tell another story. I like the fight story. I think you're funny. I don't know. Here's this, like, Matthew, the, the guy that's not on the video. So, um, Stefan, tell this is a, a story that are you're you going back to the park, Steph? Uh, Stefan, are you going back to the park? Are you going to? No, I had to go to my car. My battery's dying. I got to plug this thing in. I'm at is the your park. electricity out? I had, I had to do that last week. He's been out playing with his kid, I think, right? Yeah, I'm out um, at the park. Oh, okay. I got you. So, anyway, back to this thing. So, what was that, the uh, comedy event that you did, Stefan, where, what was it called? Everybody was on mushrooms, or the, the crowd, or the people. I, I can't Psychedelic remember. Psychedelic comedy hour. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. I, I've done stand-up a handful of times, and my last Let's gig was for Psychedelic Comedy Hour. So, we got there, like, we all met, like, uh, hour before the show and ate a bunch of mushrooms and then Jesus. went up and did comedy that was, <laughs> that was completely amazing to me like amazing let's do this 
I think I should do it every time I do comedy. I was fucking awesome. It was the best that I ever did. But do you think you're awesome, or did you see video and you actually were awesome? Does that make sense? Well, everyone was engaged and laughing and, like, applaud. I mean, it's, it's, the They're crowd awesome. doesn't lie. They yeah. laughed and applauded and shit. Look. Like, more than they ever did before. Pro tip, Butch. If you get if if you feel like it's awesome, you never watch replays. Yeah. You yeah. just don't. Yeah, you just go don't. with it. And on a high note. Yeah, I don't need to watch it. Like fuck it. <laughs> I, I, the less the less I, I kind of the less attention I the less I think of myself, the better. You know? Yeah. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so gonna, you, I mean, it was you like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I, I don't, I try not to think about it, to be honest with you. Did you? I mean, were you, were you messed up pretty bad when you got on there, or not really? Who's sitting next to you? No one. Oh, so the chairs ball? covered. It was a ghost. <laughs> I, don't know, I like a man ghost. in a ghillie suit. Got it. So yeah, when, when you do, well, a, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I didn't drive, so they dropped me off back at home, and it was no big deal. I mean, it was a good time. But, I mean, you weren't distracted. You weren't like, holy shit, everybody's turning into dolphins or something. I mean, you weren't. It was. I went up there, and I said, like, I, I started telling jokes, and I'm like, you know, I just started. I didn't have anything prepared. I just went the whole thing. That's even crazier. And I said, you know what? It doesn't even matter, like, what I say right now, because I'm just talking to a room full of fish anyway. That's <laughs> all I see. Yeah, that's awesome. So Matthew Saldana, because I mean, do you think you could as a comedian? Oh God, no! I didn't do any drugs um, in high school at all. And then, sorry, what? I said it's not too late. (laughs) Yeah, well, see, that's the problem. And then, uh, so I had no experience at all before going to college. I didn't even drink either. Like. my friends would come over. Uh, I used to have a lot of friends over at my house, and I, w- I didn't care if they smoked weed, but I didn't want anyone drinking because in, in my head, which I still think is, is true, that uh, alcohol is more dangerous than weed from my experience. And uh, so before I went to college, though, uh, I was like, you know what? I should try some drugs, you know, for science. And exactly. my, friend, my friends got a hold of uh, uh, what's called salvia. Shit. And that's the first one to do, buddy. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and my mom was out of town. We had the house to ourselves, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll do this. This sounds like a, a fun time, because uh, I'm a smart guy. And yeah, it. So we did salvia, and honestly, it was awesome. And it only lasted like 20 minutes, and it was a great time. And then they were like, a couple of days there, like, hey, we got a hold of uh, what's called acid. And I'm like, cool, let's do that. That sounds like a Sounds like a fun time. Well, we took the acid. They each gave us, you know, a little piece of paper thing. And I stuck it in my mouth, and 30 minutes later, they're like, "Hey, what are you going to do with the rest of your hits?" And I was like, "You only gave me one." They're like, "No, no, we gave you that whole little piece of paper. You're supposed to rip off a quarter of it." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Um, <laughs> and I went on like a 15-hour trip, uh, and I was like going in and out of it the whole time. And the worst thing was I. F- kept on forgetting I was on drugs and I thought something crazy happened. Like I died and it was the afterlife and uh, a lot of crazy shit happened that night. That is awesome. (laughs) I saw some wild shit. I mean, terrifying experience, but one of the most amazing experiences of my life. 
I, I did not understand what drugs could do to your brain. And now that I do, like, I, it's just incredible to me what happened that night. A, but I, that's a big difference between, say, LSD and, like, illicit <laughs> street drugs like crack and heroin. You know, they're not even the mm-hmm. same fucking – just to put them all in the same word is, is a shame because they're not. Like, they really expand your consciousness and kind of show you where – where you're stuck at, you know? You always come back from an acid trip learning something and being a little more free of your own bullshit. That's yeah, it's a, and I'm not a spiritual or religious or supernatural person in, in any frame of mind, but, uh, I mean, that was an experience I did learn a lot from uh, about myself. What did you yeah, learn? They did this, pretty cool. Let me tell you about a pretty cool study where they um, – they, they took a group of people and they gave like um, 10 of them uh, um, acid, right? And um, anyways, they had, um, uh, and I think there were like 100 people in the group and they had to like submit their experiences to um, like a group of theologians, like uh, who studied religion their whole lives, you know, church, you know, mm-hmm. I forget which one, but theologians, anyways. So they went through it and um, they went through the papers of reading them and trying to decide who really authentically had a transcendent spiritual experience, right? Um, and there's 10 criteria they look for. And um, anyways, they went through all the papers and um, out of the 10 people that took the acid, um, each one showed six or more of the criteria they looked for in a transcendent spiritual experience isn't that insane let's stay here this is a good topic and the people involved with the study had no idea about the drugs they didn't tell them hey these people took acid no it was just words well yeah i mean they've got a bunch of studies now that mushroom psilocybin lsd they really actually rewire your brain or fix a bunch of stuff they're doing stuff for ptsd right they're doing stuff for brain trauma um, they use a lot of microdosing to treat um, PTSD and severe trauma cases. Well, yeah, and, and actually, there's a big study on MDMA and PTSD right now, too. After like one or two sessions, people are basically healed. Um, but anyway, even on, like I said, like what Stefan said, where people were, they come out with it better. I think that does have something to do with the rewiring, right? That kind of fixes some of the things mm-hmm. that happen to people. Um, maybe, and you know, during that whole thing, you kind of rethink I mean, things, right? It, it's all about the setting, you know, if you're in a proper setting with a proper guide, you know, you, you could use it. Like it's actually been approved um, for religious purposes, the use of um, sure. some psychedelic drugs and uh, uh, spiritual um rituals and religious practices i think ayahuasca is the big one right now so there's a lot of people using that loophole right because there there was a show i don't know if it's still on but it's uh something in kentucky and i watched it because it was it was interesting on a bunch of levels but they would go to yeah people use it to get off drugs yeah heroin yeah exactly and that's what a lot of people absolutely um i watched the show and listen there's nothing wrong with the show i just watched it because i thought well this is a trainer it's like I I don't want to make fun of people, but you know, people make fun of people. Well, they stereotype Kentucky and West Virginia. It's funny. 
they're going to these go in the woods and doing acid i just feel like this is a or, you know doing ayahuasca i feel like this is a this is not going to be a good scenario like, but but anyway it was like the show was good man they were changing people's lives people are doing it because they're getting off drugs they were doing it because for all different reasons right some woman was uh, you know sexually permissive yeah it's not something you go take and go to a fucking party or something you know no and, and, like in, and actually uh, like on that method didn't isn't that kind of one of the reasons i heard dan hardy quit fighting is he went and did a like ayahuasca or something and he said that he he, he thought other than i mean i know he had a heart problem or something too, but i thought he he was you know he, it just changed his life is what i heard or something but i hear that from a lot of people they'll do that kind of stuff and it, it changes their outlook on everything right but i don't know i i'm super interested everything i hear about ayahuasca and all that stuff it makes you almost like more people you talk about you're like man i Wish that was around, you know, but uh, fortunately, I don't think that grows in West Virginia. DMT as well. Yeah. Well, if you want, I've never done ayahuasca. Well, ayahuasca and DMT apparently are about, about the same thing. The only difference between the, the two is ayahuasca lasts for for a long time. For that's for yeah, that's true. And DMT is like twenty minutes or something. But I, from what I understand, Matt. it's basically the same chemical. Um, it's just different. Right? Um, what were you gonna say, Matt? I was going to say, if you want to watch uh, a more, I guess, science frame of mind video on psychedelic drugs, there's a guy on YouTube, he started a channel a long time ago called Vsauce, where he did a lot of science videos. Um, and they're great. I love them. They're very engaging. And so YouTube gave him his own show, and he, he called it Mindfield, where he just, you know, explores um, science topics. And he wanted to explore psychedelic drugs, and he documents everything leading up to the drugs and the videos, the experience he had with the, he went, I think in the South America and tried very strong hallucinogens and yeah. talks about What's the name of the show. The it's called mind field. It's a YouTube original, but the guy it's from the guy who created Vsauce, Michael Stevens. Minefield. Love to check it out then. How long has it been on for a long time, Matthew? Um, that one was uploaded December 6, 2017. I just pulled it up. It's a 33 minute video. I, I loved it. I mean, you know, but I love everything he does. I think he's a, a, hey, a really name again. I didn't catch it. I lost you there. Oh, sorry. The show was called mind field. And his and name is field. Yeah. And his name is, uh, just type in Mindfield on, uh, YouTube, right? And then you find Yeah. Mindfield episode two. Uh, and it's, it's great. Cool. Last time I talked to you, Stephen, so you, you are, did, is, you're into some different kind of religion stuff too. Is that because of anything different or does that make sense? I think, cause you like drugs may have played a role. Is that basically what you're asking, Butch? Maybe. <laughs> this is this is exciting to me. I love getting into the religion discussion. Let's let's get. Let's uh, I mean, seriously, as as um, we evolve as culture, I think um, religion's not going to be as necessary. People kind of, you know, uh, as a whole, I think our consciousness is expanding, and people are realizing that the relationships between themselves God more than anything. Um, not some, you know, structurized rituals, you know. But some of the modern churches aren't too bad. Like, um, there's one here I went to that's pretty decent. You could dress casual and, you know, it's not church. But I'm really into Hinduism. You know, uh, it's cool. You know, you know the story of, uh, like, the Mahabharata or the, the 
uh, Ramayana. Are they, the Ramayana is how they really say it. It's, it's epic. It's like their Bible, the Ramayana, yeah. the Hindu Bible. Mm -hmm. But if you read it, it sounds like it's a, like Vin Diesel, Bach, Pat, Spectacular. It'd be like, why don't they do the Ramayana movie starring The Rock or something as Hanuman? That's how it's... Yeah. Well, I think, I think, Hanuman goes in did we just and put Vin Diesel in our one and rescues God's <laughs> wife. Awesome. I think that's essentially ancient aliens, right? They always talk about that, the Bhagavad Gita and all that. So they're like, oh, they had UFOs. They did all this. So I think, I think essentially that's their show, right? They, they reference that all the time. Aliens? No, man. I'm just saying that It was in a different yuga. Like, it was like 10,000 years ago. And you know, things were different then. Um, so you guys might know. So on, look very at the different. shit in the Bible. It's believed, believed, I mean, people believe that Moses parted the Red Sea and stuff. Um, so Wait. the stuff in the, the um, Ramayana is really far gone. It was in a different age. So yeah. I think most um, Americans' minds can't really grasp it it's too tough for us but i love it i love it too. i think this is what this is actually the problem not to get too far into deep, like most americans moses uh, is my homie they don't understand that there's other religions right you're born into christianity you think the bible is this and you don't know there's other like my wife like i was trying to explain to her that there's a lot of muslims in the world that's a popular religion she's like she's oh, it's, it's huge yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's a, bigger than Christianity. Yeah, and she was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yeah, there's there's like, like thousands it, of religions," and she's like, "Really?" Like you know, what I mean, I, people have no idea. You know, I think it's important for anybody of any faith to study the historical context of where their religion lies, especially Christianity, because most modern religions, especially the Abrahamic religions, you can read the Bible, the Old Testament, and you can track exactly, not exactly, but where those stories came from. I mean, the, the flood mythos came from Mesopotamia and the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, yeah. And uh, Hammurabi uh, describes himself as a shepherd for the people. You know, that's a very... That's something we had in the New Testament. I think it's it's important to understand where your religion comes from because that gives you well greater appreciation for the history of it. And I think it kind of sets the context for what you believe in. I think that, and that was before they had domesticated animals. Got <laughs> it. So kind of on the same subject of Scully, but when I was in high school, so we had this place called Buckeye uh, in Ohio. Uh, I think it was called Lake. But anyway, the Grateful Dead would go there all the it time. It was. Um, we didn't sub beer or anything. We weren't that smart. Actually, I never, which is funny, because my parents never cared about anything. Like, I, I took their car. This is kind of related, but unrelated. But I would, like, well, I took their car one night and drove to Canada. I would just... My parents didn't give a shit about nothing. Like, they wake up and they're like, man, were you in Canada? I was like, no. That's strange. There's all these from Canada in the car. Like, I'm like and I asked them, I'm like, man, can I go to a Grateful Dead concert? And they're like, no. It's the only thing in history of my life that I said no to. Um, but all my friends would go. Um, quite honestly, that's where all the drug dealers got their stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, after a Grateful Dead concert, somebody would have, like, a page full of acid or they'd have you know what i mean everybody like yeah. balloons full of nitrous or whatever that was the popular thing um 
I don't know if they're still think. And I, I think I never followed them, but um, fish, right? I think they, that was kind of the same thing, right? You people yep. would go and party and do all that stuff. I mean, so you were actually there then. So is it pretty crazy? Because they said like it was pretty crazy. Yeah, Maybe, I mean, uh, I liked the music. Um, so uh, I liked the t-shirts, really. The reason why I did t-shirts was because the t-shirts at the Grateful Dead concerts were the best t-shirts ever. Really? They're not the ones that were sold inside, but the ones that were, were created by the, the people and selling them in the parking lot. Those are the best t-shirts like ever. They're creative, they're cool, they're fun. I was a busboy at the time. I would save all my money and like spend it on t-shirts. So I went to the Grateful Dead uh, concerts before uh, I did drugs. Really? So I liked the music. Yeah, that's awesome, man. But it was a great place for drugs too. Yeah, but it was so so the best you, i'm sure you're older by then but you, you've probably not been did you go to anything after jerry garcia died or not I mean, that was a couple of them i went i went to my first uh dead show at 14 um and then i went to a couple of them and then you know it just uh you know fish went, i went to a couple fish shows uh that was like a that's a different scene to me um it was like a little more druggy ish you know, is, so is that like the jam band culture? Would you call it or not really? Or I would, I would call that the jam yeah. band. Because yeah. I like in, I went to um, a Pink Floyd concert, and only reason I bring that up is because it's just that's kind of a. I just remember sitting there, you know, is it at the old Cleveland Stadium, which fit like eighty thousand people or something. But I mean, it was so packed with people. And the way they play the videos with their music, and it was just like almost like everybody's in a trance. In the, it was only con. I've been a bunch of concerts as you are have too, and um, it's weird because nobody got out of their seat, right? It's just like everybody listening to music and watch the videos, and they're obviously probably on drugs or whatever. But I mean, it's just, it was just so tranquil, but it's peaceful. But it was fun in a different. Like you almost felt with eighty thousand people, like you were one with everybody because they were sitting together just chilling and it was just peaceful, right? It's not like a normal, like I've been to even country, con like a Hank Williams Jr. concert, you thought you're gonna get in a fight, right? right. Like, kind of like Jeff said earlier, or Matt, actually Matt said, like, alcohol is a different drug in a way, right? People drink and get rowdy or stupid or fall over. Um, there might've been people falling over on drugs, but it's just different, like everybody's just, they're happy, you know what I'm saying? It's a different thing, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I, I was always wondering. So, like, did you at the Grateful Con did were they like camp out type things? Because that's what the kids were in my high school were doing. I again, I never, I never got to go, but they were. I just, I, my, huh? my parents were not like too like I. I didn't have it like that where I could just take off and and uh, just disappear for a weekend. I I hit them up in Chicago, so Soldier Field, Rosemont Horizon at the time. Those were the, the all the shows that I went to. So always just local. Maybe I went down to Deer Creek in, in Indiana, but I was kind of like, by that time, Jerry was probably dead. That was probably after the fact, and I was already in college, so I, I, I did what I want. But so How many people does Soldier Field see? A lot? Or? Yeah, a ton. I, I, I wonder if the whole field would be packed with people, and they would just be behind the stage would be would be empty. Yeah, that was a cool place to see a show. Must have been epic. Huh? I want to go to Soldier Field so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. There, would you, were you living in Chicago when they had that fog game, the Chicago Bull, or Chicago Bears game where you couldn't say anything because of the fog? You know what I'm talking about? The football yeah, game? yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I was living in Chicago. Probably it was, uh, I think, maybe in Indiana or in school or something during that time. Uh, maybe. How long ago was that? That was a while. Years. I was probably like not even, uh, maybe even high school or young. You know, I, mean, I just remember being on TV and you couldn't see anything. I'm like, why is this even on TV? <laughs> it was just like nothing. But, you know, they're playing a game and all you saw was this is pretty cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff happened in the place. Where did you live in Indiana? Like uh, uh, Munster, Indiana. So it was like 26 miles from uh, downtown Chicago. Stefan grew up there too. Is that so? Where is considered like obviously I'm not from Indiana. Like I used to go to a bunch of fight shows in Evansville, which I think is yeah, the south. Okay, all, all the way down. So to put it in perspective, you're from Cleveland, right? Yeah. So the Christmas story, which was filmed in Cleveland, was actually Great show. Northwest Indiana, where me and Stefan grew up. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yep. So it's yeah. an Indiana thing. It really is. Or Hammond. Yep. Hammond, Indiana. That's pretty wild. Yeah, because they still have right next to Munster. The Christmas Story House in Cleveland, the tourist attraction or something, or something. Yeah. yeah huh. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's weird. Have you guys went back to Chicago very much since since you left or not really? I've been back uh, over the holidays. I went and saw my folks. Did it change a lot since you guys lived, grew up? or Urban sprawl, for sure. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like when I was a kid, the neighborhoods that we would never go to because you, you just weren't supposed to are actually like like a big deal. Now. You know what I mean? They, they've changed them to where they're – uppity or rich folk because i'm like there somebody invited me to a bar at one of the places that i was like when i went back i was like i'm not going down there you know because when i would live there you wouldn't go there and they're like no like it's fine now i'm like whatever or like, like it's weird craig elo lived what's that it's like i'm not going there because that's where craig elo lived craig elo was the man he should have he should have blocked jordan shot at the last <laughs> that's uh but yeah it was no, it was, it was weird, you know, but anyway, they were fine. You know, it's, it's weird how they can, uh, whatever they do, you know, they, how, I don't see how they can readjust a neighborhood, you know, but they do, you know. Yeah. The places like North Avenue in Chicago, which is where Buck, Bucktown is in Chicago, super, very, very, very expensive area in Chicago. When we were kids, that was like the area that we would drive around to like, go see crazy shit, not stop the car, but just go and see crazy shit. Like, yeah crazy hookers and druggies and bums and like i mean it was like a scary it was a scary ass area just driving along it was like an adventure yeah and now it's like you know million dollar condos yeah that's wild huh yeah everything's a million dollar condo in california huh yeah pretty much Is that, that must be strange too because i remember my uh i've got a bunch of friends that live in california but when they come here they'll be like like what would like six, you know, whatever, I don't know, 400, let's say 500,000. What if $500,000? I'm like, man, you'd get like a mansion, on yeah. like 20 acres of land. And they're like, dude, I could barely get an apartment in California. Just rub it in your face. <laughs> You're just rubbing in your face, Butch. Yeah. You just got to go where everybody else doesn't. Yeah. I went to, I, I live in San Pedro. So that's like the, uh, uh, the port of Los Angeles. No, I've heard of it, right? I don't know if I've been there, but I mean, I've heard of it. So it's not like, you know, what's funny is like, I have a friend that lives in Crenshaw. Yep. Which apparently is not a good neighborhood. Um, 
but I remember I got off because uh, again it was like a work trip, so I rented a car. So I rented a Porsche 911, like a Carrera. I don't even know about cars. I just know like a Porsche is good. Um, and then my friend was like, "Man, just you know, stop by the house." So me and my wife drive to Crenshaw in this Porsche. And you go to him, you know, and then he was, and I was like, yeah, man, I got the Porsche. I was talking to him about it. But anyway, he was like, dude, you should not have drove that here. Like, you're probably going to get killed. And I was like, well, that's not good. Like, I was like, I knew Crenshaw wasn't the best, but he's like, no, like, seriously, he's like, I don't go at it. He was a black guy. He is a black guy. And he's like, I don't go out at night. And I'm black. He's like, you're going to fucking get killed. Which, funny thing is, like, nothing ever happened. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess I get lucky. Um, never even saw anybody you know me on the street or nothing so um but anyway it's just funny you know yeah I, I loved going that's the one thing i do miss about that like i used to go to uh venice beach all the time and hang out and stuff and do you ever go down there uh yeah it's usually like if people are coming in to visit i usually that's that's one of the places that i show everybody yeah that place awesome isn't it i mean yeah, it's just a it's just you you got to experience it at least you know uh, I like it too, just because it's chill, really okay. right? It's more of the hippie vibe, but I mean, it's, I don't know, people are more relaxed there, I think, than other places. Like, of course, the same thing. Like when I go, we do all the tourist stuff. So we, like I took my wife to Beverly Hills and LA, you know, all that stuff. And I like, especially just visiting. I like all of it. I don't care, you know what I mean? But, but different places would be different to live, I'm sure. Meaning that, you know, LA or especially Beverly Hills, like there's, probably a certain way that you got to live and dress and act something that probably wouldn't be my vibe, you know, but it, it's fine if you're just visiting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it seems it's like it's not elk view. No, no. But it seems like a Definitely. cool place. Are you happy that you live on that? You, you like it? And so? I mean, you know, I'm right, right on the water. I fish all the time. Uh, so, you know, those are the important things to me. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and it's like, it's like a like the end of the road kind of. So it's I, I really I'm I'm happy with it. Again, if I you know ocean and uh, and have country living, I mean that's that would be ideal. Yeah, well maybe somebody knows of that. There's that seems like there has to be a place like that. I think it's but, Mexico, man. Is what Mexico? Yeah, yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's too bad there's that giant wall. You can't get there anymore. Uh, there's all kinds of holes in that wall yeah we're fine we're fine yeah. fly over how do we get lost we were on religion and we somehow got away from it start it back up jeff that's all your fault am i right matthew matt yeah no, but, um, back to religion video <laughs> uh a good book is um yogananda's Guru Sri Yukteswar, I think that's how you say it. But he wrote a book called The Holy Science, and it's pretty about the it's the universality of religions. They're all saying the same thing. He describes it like you know, there's seven main religions, and it's like they're just like passed at the bottom of the mountain. The top of the mountain's God. You know? They all look different at the bottom. But they all see the same thing. Good book. Do you guys, uh, Stefan or Scully, have you heard of, oh, there's a place in West Virginia called the Palace of Gold. Have you guys heard of that? Probably. Yeah. What's that? So it is literally called the Taj Mahal of America, and it's a, uh, a Hare Krishna religion. Um, 
but it, it's weird, you know, it's, it is, anyway, it, that it's, so you, you would like go into the woods of West Virginia and drive up these mountains per se, they're really giant hills, but you drive up there, literally it's like a thing that's like the top, like millions and millions of dollars. It's uh, something that would, Harry Krishna, and I don't know anything about it, so everything I say is going to be wrong or ignorant, but it's, it's an offshoot of, of some kind of Indian religion, right? Uh, where they believe in Harry Krishna, but um, somewhere along the way, at one point, uh, that religion got off, offset, and they were kind of. I don't. I don't believe they are now. I think they've. They went through some stuff, and I don't. Want, I'm, you know, of course, not trying to persecute them publicly or anything, because I think they. That all stuff is documented. They. They were kind of bad. At some point, we're doing some bad stuff, but they're not anymore. They're still around, and I, from what I understand, they're good people. But. Uh, Anyway, it's a really cool thing. I'll, I'll, if I can get it up on the screen. Didn't I pull it up for you, Jeff, one time? No, we on the last podcast with Matt. Yeah, we looked into we, that. We watched really a cool. lot of stuff. And just the whole Harry Krishna name makes – it creeps me out a little bit. Because Harry – You don't like saying – The word Harry? Is it because uh, you like really don't like Harry Potter? Chris, Harry Potter Chris is It's just a character from Hinduism. He's the avatar of the age. He's like Jesus. He just came at a different time. I'm not too sure who the Hare Krishna guy, what they represent or anything. But you should well, supposedly, shit on Krishna. That's like shit on Jesus. Like, didn't these guys molest kids and stuff? So do Catholics. So am I going to assume all fucking anyone who's Catholics, which I, yeah. I mean, some of the most horrible things have been done in the name of religion. Yeah. That's the problem with it, you know? Like, yes. They usually start off good, and then money comes in, corruption, and then bad people, and then you get child and they get to punk. Not nice to the child. So, finally, we're going down the road I want to go down. Yes. So, if you guys can see the, my video on there, this is it. I don't, I know. I don't, can you see it, Tom or Jeff? Or? Can, yeah. So, so that's it. Like, this thing, literally, they call it Palace of Gold. I mean, that's, a, you know, some kind of form of something. Um, but yeah, so this is here. It's like kind of a secret thing. Like people will go up there and this thing is like, and literally you have to go down these back roads and sneak in. Uh, not really, because they take out a tour, but wow. it's not any, like when you get up there, you're just shocked. You're like, this is in the, the hills of West Virginia. Like, it's not like a tourist attraction or anything. It's secret, right? It's, and that's, as you can see, it's like on top of a mountain hidden away. Wow. millions and millions of dollars they spend on this thing that nobody knows about it's, and they call it the the taj mahal of america i mean it's it's unreal uh, but it's a harry krishna religion and it's interesting like so I, th I think like just like Jeff said, or all you guys were saying like at some time there's obviously some bad stuff and it's not like that anymore all religions have some bad stuff but um if anything the fact from what they understand the story was that all these guys had no building experience didn't know what they're doing they had all this money imported a lot of stuff from france italy did all this stuff that, to me that's um, like amazing and a miracle that these random people with no money and nothing in west virginia built this thing that's crazy wow. you know? um but anyway, you know, it's pretty cool. I, I was in there, you know, like, and, and took a tour and uh, as much as like you've seen, it was, it was beautiful. Um, I wish I knew more about their stuff so I wasn't as ignorant and didn't probably talk as bad as I do, right? You know, but 
But it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can see a video, it's amazing. Too. Yeah, yeah, look at the Christians and the crusades and the number of people that were killed during those ages and the Catholics and the last molestation, the Muslims and all the killing that's done in there. I mean, yeah, yeah. What is the difference? Terrible things humanity has ever known done. What's the difference the between uh, Hinduism and Buddhism for you guys? That what's that? Who, what's the difference between Hinduism and Buddhism? Or, or any? Yeah, to me, they, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Are they same? Well, no, 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 no. Buddhism and Hinduism way, way different. Hinduism is all about like, love, you know, um, and. Uh, Buddhism is all about meditation and having that crystal clear mind, you know? So do they not... It's not do, about God, really. Like, do that's they what, both like, use meditation or just, or not really? What's that? Do they both use meditation or more of a, that's a Buddhist thing? That's a Buddhist thing. Really? Because meditation... Yeah, like, budget. Hinduism is budget, singing to God, singing holy songs. Meditation seems like something we all should do. I don't do it either, but I like when, when people talk about it, I'm like, man, I should do that. I do meditation, except for like recently, I've been out of my freaking element with this whole quarantine thing. So when you, but do I've tried to do the, do you actually do anything? Like, what do you do? Do you sit there and you talk? Like, do you say, I need to, when somebody goes, I concentrate on my breath, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Like every time I hear that, I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" What's the explanation for that? You know? I'm not educated. I'm not. I don't. I don't know that I'm. Just get I'm a educated. mantra, man. You, exactly. You want to meditate? Have... Get a mantra. What's that mean? So you just say the same word over a and mantra. over. Mantra. Just say "aum" over and over. Aum. Or you aum with every breath. That's. I mean, that's. A, there's a bunch of Tibetan mantras that are a lot more. I mean, simple one. Oh. What? So what are so is Tibetan people a different religion, or are they Buddhist? Tibetan Buddhism. Tibet. What are Shaolin monks? I'm, I'm asking. I don't know why I'm asking all these questions. I'm just. I'm just. I'm trying to figure out. Buddhist. Like, Buddhist monks. Buddhist. So Buddhist. Is, so to me, it sounds like Buddhism is more popular than Hinduism, or is, am I still wrong? Because Indian people. Um, uh, Hinduism comes from India. India. Is that Hinduism? Listen, mostly? Matthew. Matthew can speak on Hinduism. Right, Matthew. Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, I grew up with a lot of Hindus, but uh, you know, I'm not an expert on Hinduism at all. Uh, you know, my parents are from India, so I know a little bit. So, uh, but uh, the last time we talked, you, you're a Christian, anyway. I, I believe you said anyway. But um, so the, yeah. So, you, but you would know more than I. Obviously, everything. I'm, I'm just like spitballing stuff and throwing it out there because clearly I'm ignorant. But he's Indian. But, he knows everything about it, Matthew. You know everything. Yeah, and. I mean, I'll at least pretend to know everything. Does that count? See, that's oh, what well, I'm talking shit. about. You can tell us about Hinduism. Why am I talking about But you seem to know um, kind of more than I mean, the uh, biggest I'm difference between. I'm into it, but if you're from India, then you should know all about the history of <laughs> Well, my parents are, but uh, I mean, the biggest difference between um, Hinduism and Buddhism for me was I think it was, well, one, Hinduism in total uh, is much bigger in relation to India and South Asia, uh, you know most of the country is Hindu. Um, 
but there's also there's so many different sects of Hinduism, almost like you know, uh, just like Christianity. Yeah, there's sixteen thousand different sects of Christianity. Um, there's going to be a lot of there's a huge variety of Hinduism and and Buddhism too. But because Hinduism is a much larger religion, you're going to find a bigger uh, variety of groups. But the the biggest difference is um, the the concept in, in Hinduism when it comes to gods that there are millions of gods right um and um buddhism is more about seeking a universal truth th through meditation and uh you know trying to make yourself uh, pure whatever that means to you uh, I, I guess there's also different sects of buddhism i'm not an expert on you know which one's which matt, matt you, uh, first we need to clarify are you asian or indian uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm both. Um, I am Asian because India is part of Asia. I mean, geographically speaking, I guess I'm, I'm Asian. I don't know what to put on the SAT. Uh, <laughs> that was the hardest question, honestly, for me. Just I just remember that was a topic last time we had a pod podcast, and I just that was a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, because it's funny like, when people ask. They're like, "You're not, but you're not Asian." I'm like, "Well, I mean, I am." Sorry that. <laughs> I'm not Asian in a lot of people's heads. Um, I'm sorry. This is rude, but I'm Ange Fitco. She's part of the... Hey, guys. Hiya. Hi, Ange. Sorry, I just crashed the party for a second. I just want to stop in and say hi. Just a second. That's all you got, huh? That's all I got? Yeah. You know I can't keep it to a second, Butch. Yeah, what are you up to? Just loud mouth. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Well, what? It, first of all, Butch... <laughs> have Teletubbies in the background. I'm a little disturbed <laughs> by that. It's just what I do. Like I walk in and I sit down and all I see is Butch with Teletubbies in the background. Yeah. That's creeping me the creep out. Well, they should because it, it just, <laughs> it's just my life, you know. <laughs> what do you think about what's in the background now? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I think you're tripping. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I put that on because of our conversation. <laughs> so that was uh, oh, okay. I was not privy to this conversation. Don't worry, I'll choke her later. <laughs> yeah. That's the next video. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about like, uh, like he likes to choke you and spit in your mouth or something like that. Wait, what? <laughs> No, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what she likes. I'm, oh, yeah. my gosh. I've walked into the wrong spot of the podcast, yeah. I see. Well, it's, you're just a little late. It's okay. I'm a little late to the party. That's all right. That's all right. That's all good. Well, I forget whatever. Somebody was talking about something. I forget what they were talking about. But uh, Matt was talking about religious stuff, I think. <laughs> Well, if I keep talking, I'm just going to make myself look like a fool because I really don't know that much, <laughs> as much as I should. Yeah, I should say. Do you? Uh, this is just going to be stupid, just but it's just to switch the conversations. <laughs> do you ever do sure. comedy? Does that, what does that? What happens when you? Um. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I you know I think it's, I think it's something everyone should be able to laugh at, whether it's a you know. But they um, won't, will they? No, they. they <laughs> no, they won't because. Yeah, uh, you know, we've had religion for all of 
human history well all of written human history uh it's been around forever it's you know we joke about what we're used to and uh, i i love joking about religion because it's a, it's a wide variety of topic but w- with any uh you know category of jokes there's a right way to joke about it and there's a wrong way to joke about it like if you're a famous comedian and everyone knows that you you know make fun of religion a lot you go in there that's your crowd but if you go in uh to an open mic or a crowd that's not there to see you and you just start calling everyone that believes in a gut an idiot, you're not going to get laughs. You got to make jokes that even if people are religious and they're like, huh, you know what? That is funny. You know, like I have a joke, um, you know, I have a couple of Jesus jokes, but you know, I have a set about how it's messed up that Jesus was nailed to a cross and he's a carpenter. You know, the funny thing is just like the irony of being nailed down to a piece of wood and you're a carpenter, not, any saying anything whether about jesus is real or not yeah so i mean and what happens when you say that joke so that joke usually uh goes pretty well and then i have another joke this uh, that uh the, the punchline is the the similarities between 50 shades of gray and the bibles as someone gets tied down and nailed and <laughs> i mean that's that's pretty funny already yeah (laughs) that one that one goes well but uh you know it's not a topic i can stay on for long before people are like all right he's you know staying on religion too long and i don't like that because it starts to get offensive uh, for some people yep uh so what about the uh the 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 priest and the rabbi sitting on a bench and the little boy cruises by on a bicycle and the, the priest looks at the rabbi and is like, hey, let's screw him. And the rabbi says, of the what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that bad? That's a bad one, right? In West Virginia. I got one. Um, why didn't Buddha clean under his couch? Why? Because he had no attachment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i like that all right god and satan were walking down the street together right? jesus and satan right and then um we're in a shiny brilliant piece the object goes um goes past them and um jesus goes um oh look it's true and satan goes oh here let me organize this religion mm-hmm. ah, that one's a little it's a bill that one's for the mushroom crowd, I think, maybe. Yes. <laughs> that one was meta. A little farther out. But the whole point is when you try to organize truth, then in comes the child molesters. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. It happens, right? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I think anytime you give some guy some power, they, they're gonna they're gonna use it for sexual purposes. Unfortunately, right? I think. I mean, I well, mean, just that whole lifestyle of repressing. You know, the whole priesthood is total repression of your sexuality. You know? Yes. Yes. No, I, I couldn't agree more Shame. with uh, Stefan that you're you're creating a dangerous situation by putting these people, uh, making themselves oh, well, and. And the worst, well, not maybe not the worst part, but one of the the most horrid things that happens is how the church reacts. I mean, there's so many cases um, 
of just like recycling those priests into different communities that don't know them or they send them to a camp you know give them a slap on the wrist and then put them just in another place where people don't know them they just move around these guys because yeah. they Did don't want the bad movie? pr spotlight Did you see that movie the the two popes with anthony hopkins oh i haven't seen it yet i, I hear it's oh, incredible good man it's good but yeah that's it like he comes down and says yeah you know you know the one priest um the one pope tells like you know stories path and then hopkins is like yeah well i got a little uh a little shit on my plate too you know the one priest and all this yeah i just moved him around so so they do they know in that movie i mean they're 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 yeah, not they, yeah it's they address it. I mean, it's not, not, not the movie, but it's uh, this one part. It is the, I mean, it steals the movie. It's, it's, it's a hell of a scene. Great. But, it, but in essence, I mean, are they, it obviously could be whoever made the movie, but are they saying like, hey, I, I know, like they know they're doing something wrong or no, not really. I mean, they have to, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the church. Yeah. Well, that's it yeah. in the movie. Like they reports of him, like misconduct among the priests. Instead of firing him, they just kept moving him around to different places. I mean, the church has to track their numbers on their priests and who they're moving around. So they knew for decades what was going on. But it wasn't until the 80s when the Boston Globe uh, blew the story up and they were fi They figured out the numbers on how many priests are being moved around, how many cases of priests molesting children are actually out there. So this, this blew up in the 80s um, when the, the article started coming out. But, I mean, who knows how long it was going on for. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I mean, that sounds like a, I mean, not that I want to watch something about molesting kids, but it sounds like it's better than I thought it was. So. No, no, it's a, the whole movie's not about, it's, it's a good movie. It's about the, you know, just watch. I don't want to ruin it. It's not, it's just one little scene they kind of touch on that. No, I, I saw them in, they look good. I, anything, actually, Anthony Hopkins is pretty good, right? He's, he's awesome, actually, so. I'm sure it's good. I'm going to have to plug this thing in or my computer's going to die unless you guys are doing something, but I have to run. What else is on your topic? I got to get a plug or something. Hold on a second. Uh, I have a question for Stefan. Yes. Um, so you have done a lot of exploration when it comes to religion and especially Eastern religions, it sounds like. Did you go uh, and do any traveling to uh, areas that practice these religions to have an understanding? No, I mean, I just lately been getting into Hinduism. I was raised and went to a Christian church and all that, but just lately mm -hmm. been digging Hinduism. But yeah, when I was in Thailand, I, I went to a couple temples and shit. They're, um, they're, they're a Buddhist culture, so. Went to some Buddhist temples. It was pretty cool. Now I'm assuming you were in Thailand for fighting, right? Oh uh, yeah, I, I mean I go there and train. I went. I've been there like three times. It's awesome there. You stay like a month. It's just like a to, you know, just totally get away world. So cheap there too. I actually like after the plane ticket was saving money because <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. Yeah, I, I stayed at this hotel. 
right? It was right by the gym, too. It was nice. Had a window AC and then a little fridge, a shower, everything you need. And she made breakfast and dinner every day. The lady, about a dozen rooms, small little place. And she did my laundry. And I rented a motorbike from her. At the end of <laughs> 21 days, I went to pay my tab. And it was 300 bucks. My goodness. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard stories about how it's, it's such an inis- inexpensive place to visit. Uh, but $300 for three weeks of all that, that's incredible. Yep. You know, I'll stay at the Radisson. We're going to get ripped off a lot. But I get on the other side of the highway and the, the real highlight. Mm-hmm. And it was right by the gym I trained. Yeah. Nice, because we go out our craziness. It was like a half hour motorbike ride traffic to get there so it kept me trained. Sorry about that hey I was going to ask you a question real quick that uh, we were talking about like when people got oppressed right especially like religion and that you know things weird things happen so when you're in Bahrain right they can't even they can't even get porn or anything on their computer is that correct they go on the internet oh no you can't even spank it there it's blocked. Like, yeah, I tried to get a wank out and like it wouldn't, it does not allow websites to load. It's just the site is prohibited. How does, how does that even work? I mean, like, like, you know what I mean? Like I get it in, in a one level, but the another level, I'm like, I can't imagine somebody can censor the entire internet, right? You know what I'm saying? Or you can't. And, but in Bahrain's like the, it's supposed to be like the, it's the only place where there's alcohol and, you know, it's like the uh, supposedly of the eye of Allah doesn't see Bahrain. There's, you know, bars and drinking and, and, and it's supposed to be like the real liberal part of the Middle East. But it, like compared to America, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, like you can't date a you know, one. I was, you know, the guy who drove around. I went there with Jardine and Rich Frame and we visited uh, some bases and and you know, taught jujitsu and what, but the guy carting us around was from there, from Bahrain. So of course, I picked his brain about the culture and everything. Like, what dates? When you take you take a girl to move, I said, Oh no, 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 you can't, no way. The day with the girls, you go to her house with her parents. That's it. Like you, you, know, you are not allowed to take them anywhere. So you're like, holy shit. And then you're driving around, going to places, and there's always like these angry crowds, like protesting you know and i'm like fuck you know like what's you know what is it it's just common there like they protest a lot there you know? and then uh i asked them i'm like you guys got any comedy clubs here and he had no idea what i was even talking about i had explained to him the whole concept of club, and he had you know just thought it was and he didn't understand it you're like comedy. No, you can't make fun of that. Like, yeah, a guy gets on stage and he makes you laugh. What? How can someone make you laugh? I mean, he just like, that's hilarious. Really, that one fucking comedy club in the whole country. What? No, I've never heard of it. You're, you're like, do you watch funny movies or anything? They're like, no, no, only serious. Apparently not. No, that's crazy. Huh? Pretty bitter. Pretty bitter out there. So, yeah, that's why. I've, obviously, I've never been there. Like, I think we talked about it before. My, I've had a friend there, and he said, uh, 
The same thing. I think he was thinking of leaving there because the sheiks were offering him so much money to teach jujitsu, right? Like you can get pretty sweet deals. Like, you know, like I just teach jujitsu and it's unreal amounts of money. But then he was like, once you get off the, the hotels, per se, I wouldn't say resorts because I don't think there's resorts, but he just said like where all the tourists were, he's like, it's just, there wasn't nothing to do. And it just, I don't know. He just thought it would just be miserable. And uh, probably kind of what you're saying too is probably kind of true, right? Maybe you don't want to I, I never, I never felt so hated in my life. I felt like a person in the South in like the 60s, you know? Yeah, that's wild, like, isn't it? I, I just could feel it, man. Like, they made me miss my flight. They were just so, like, hated. Ugh. And that's a more, because they hate Westerners, right? Or Americans? Yep. Yeah, that's wild. But Pretty much that, if you're white, you know? If yeah. you're white, they hate you. Which is not that that was on my target list, but honestly, that's why I think, um, I don't know, but yeah, like I'm into goofy shit, right? Like UFOs and all that stuff. I'd love to go to Egypt, you know, like not that that's a UFO thing, but um, stuff like that, right? I, I would love to go the see pyramids, that. man. Fuck yeah. I yeah, and, and, but I didn't because of kind of that thing. I'm like, man, I don't want to, it just seems like the, that area in general are just anti, obviously, Western or anti-American. Or, I was like, man, I just don't want to be hated. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of take away from the fun that I was going to have, you know? Hey, Butch. Mm hmm Have you ever thought maybe, like, with everything going digital and all of our information being on the screens, that maybe we're, like, repeating the same thing that happened to the Aztecs where there's no, like, record of any written written language or culture like yeah, where yeah, everything's yeah. going to disappear into the ether for sure i mean honestly that's a good point have you i mean obviously i don't know it sounds like you thought about it too but um no i, I think so right it doesn't make sense right because i i watched uh, <laughs> a thing today where they're talking about the same thing like it and obviously i've seen a million of those things like how do these amazing cultures that have built amazing things that we can't technologically even figure out how they did now, right? Or it'd take us forever. And they just literally because here off the, the earth, right? Um, it just be, makes sense. Because you know, it's, the, linear form, the, the linear theory of evolution is just a theory, man. You ever hear of like the Yugas cycles? No. What is that? Yes. All right. Well, I'm sure um, our Indian friend could tell you all about it. You probably know more about it. <laughs> oh, I can not. Our Indian <laughs> friend. Hey, okay, our Indian But how else? What do you, like, the, the, our, our theory of evolution was man was really prehistoric and Cro-Magnum and lived in caves and grunted and all that. And then we evolved and probably what we are. Hey, doesn't make any sense. And you just mentioned it. The Great Pyramid is proof of that. Like, yeah. you know. Like that, those were 7,000 years old. Anyways, the Yugas, we, we, in that Yuga, or this is like 12,000 BC to like 7,000 B, we were like, there was only world, and there were like, you know, gods and, and people could live to like 300 years and all that. And it's progressive Yuga the bull of truth lifts one of his legs off the ground. So the second you got um, a little truth is lost. And now people are only, you know, 200 years. And then the third yuga, 
a little more truth is lost. And then finally, the Kali Yuga. And this is all based on the position of the sun, um, the earth, the sun, and all that, and based on astronomy. It's, it's pretty far out system. But it, it really makes sense when you think of all these, like the, the Great Pyramid and all these structures that were over 7,000 years old. And then you go to the, the, the Kali Yuga. And the Kali Yuga roughly is from um, 500 BC to 500 AD. And that's like the, the, the Dark Ages. And you go through all, like, if you look through all sections of the world at that time, it was in its darkest state. Is that now we're coming I back out of the Kali Yuga. And heading, now we're getting into the Dwapper Yuga. It's the energy, the electric age. And um, it's crazy. The Sri Yukteswar, um, Yogananda's guru, wrote this book in 1894. And he talks about all this shit with astrology, electricity, magnetic fields, 20 years before Einstein even discovered the theory of relativity. It's really far out. Anyways, it says we ended you know, from God, and we descend ah, 12,000 years down through the Kali Yuga, and then upward ascend again from, you know, uh, back up to the Sat Yuga. Um, so we're, we're, and that's a cycle, things linear, there's, you know, each one of these cycles takes 24,000 years. Hey, Stepan, Stepan, yeah. are those Kali Yugas, are they the same guys that were in, uh, uh, Temple of Doom, right? Oh, Kali. Yeah. Yeah. No relation? No, Kali is a god in Hinduism. But um, the, the, the goddess of birth and death. And that's what they call it, the, the Kali Yuga. Because, well, it's, um, she's, um, people are getting born and dying much, at a much, much faster rate. And the population's really increasing. You know, back 12,000 years ago, there were probably only, you know, a couple million people on the entire planet, you know? Now there's like 7 billion. The population's like, I think some like, I heard something crazy from like 1950 to 1980 it doubled and from 1980 now it doubled again. So, yeah. So there's a lot of far out, but it makes sense though. Like, uh, I don't know. Where, where, so it's the Kali Yuga. I find it fascinating. This is not in the book that you're reading now or the book that you're Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you just Google the Yugas and you could just learn a little bit about it. But yeah, the book yeah. I'm on now, it's called The Yugas. The it's just simply, it's on Audible. I'm listening to it. It's just called Y-U-G-A-S, Yugas. And then some other books to go along with it. I don't know if any of you um familiar with uh, the autobiography of a yoga? Yoga. No, but that's the one you keep talking about. No, it sounds, because... Okay. It's, it's, for sure. this way, Jobs had one book on his iPod. And it was an autobiography of yoga. He said he read it once a year. And at his um, wake, at his funeral, he gave everyone, he, he gave out copies of that book. Really? And, yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, that sounds it's interesting. good, I, man. It's really good. Because that goes, are you, are Tom, are you into that stuff too? Like kind of, um, not, not uh, religion per se, like that kind of, uh, like, uh, hand in hand, right? Like, I, like I watch, uh, ancient, 
alien theory shit all the time. Not because I believe it. Like one of the guys actually, what's weird? They were filming a show in West Virginia one time, and uh, one of the cameramen that lives in California now. I don't remember where. Probably L.A. somewhere. But and, uh, anyway, he did Muay Thai, uh, so he's looking for a gym. So he came here um, and trained at our gym while they were filming that show. And anyway, he filmed ancient aliens and some other stuff. And I was like, man, to me, it seems like they don't even know what they're talking about. Like they just, they'll pick something and uh, they'll be like, well, ancient alien theorists say this. And he's like, literally, honestly, he's like, I'm in the meetings. This shit is 100% made up. They just say random shit all the time. And that's because they, they run out of ideas. He's like, they're on their millionth season. They just make shit up, you know? Um, my point, but I still, I was like, I still like to watch it, even though, because I just like to look at the pyramids and all that shit. That's cool, you know. Does that make sense? But, um, and I like to all the conspiracy theories, all this stuff. I like to hear just because it's it's entertaining, right? It doesn't mean I believe in it and stuff. But yeah, I want to see. I want to see Scully. I want to see Scully like jab his stucco guy in the face. I don't have that one on film, thankfully. Yeah, you gotta have cameras up for this stuff. No, yeah, I don't do the ring thing. No, why? I don't know, man. It seems like it could be used against you. You know, it's like Aaron Hernandez. They used his videos that he had in his home against him. Yeah, not that I'm doing anything that could be used against it, but (laughs) I want the option to do something that could potentially be used against me, but not have that effort to be used against me. Oh, you don't know when you're going to want to murder someone. You know? A couple months ago where people were hacking with ring cameras and like talking to people's kids and stuff. Really? Yeah, they, like, because apparently people put ring cameras in, like, in the, it's not necessarily like a doorbell. They'll put it in the house. Yeah, people hack them and they're like, what do you want for Christmas? And just like really fucking with kids and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I mean, any camera system that's not in a closed system is incredibly vulnerable. Right. Um, especially these mass market camera systems that are, they need to make it easy for people to use. So they put it over Wi-Fi, they make it accessible to any, you know, anyone with a brain to use. The problem with that is now these people are incredibly vulnerable to people that know how to take advantage of it. To that point, though, what are they doing with Zoom recently? Because Zoom's being attacked, which is what we're Yeah, Zoom... Attack. There was a, a big thing that uh, people were able to go into meetings they weren't supposed to, and basically, you know, going through the the no firewall that they have to get uh, through to get on meetings and stuff. And I, I don't know if they fixed that, but that was happening. I think last week in the past two weeks, mm-hmm. um, where Zoom was breached. But but also, um, you know, Zoom absolutely blew up because of this. And let's say they had. Let's say uh, this is a completely made-up number that five percent of meetings were being hacked and people were breaking into. Um, then, if you if you quadruple or you know, you, like let's say people are using Zoom ten times more now, that that five percent is going to look a whole lot bigger. Um, so I, I don't know if Zoom has become more vulnerable uh, because of the uh, quarantine, or we're just seeing the numbers because so many people are using quarantine. That's true. Yeah, I don't do Alexa. I'll tell you that much. No, that's a good call. I, I don't either. I'm not scared of it per se, but I I, I wouldn't use it. So I don't, it doesn't make sense. Like that uh, bitch will convict you. 
Well, 100%. They've admitted that they use your TV. Like, they're using all that stuff uh, to spy, supposedly on terrorists, right? Like, they can get on your, like, Samsung TV, I think, was originally. They could turn the microphones on and stuff. They've admitted, like, 100%. It's not like a conspiracy theory. So, like, you know, I could be on the side, which I am, where, like, there's nothing for people to listen to, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. But I I get you. Like, the same thing. It's better safe than sorry, right? Because all those things... If something did happen, be because you could also, if somebody's going to use that stuff against you, you could all, they could also edit it to their meaning, to the way they wanted it, right? You know. Definitely. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I listened to a podcast the other day where a guy, uh, was a normal guy, but <clears throat> I mean, he he didn't even have like an iPhone because he's just like, which was a good point. Like, I think a lot of people gloss over all this stuff that they'll they'll say in the news mm-hmm. now, but they're like, hey, we've been tracking data. And people aren't social distancing, you know, they've been watching Google's been, you know, I mean, and people like, I'm like, that's the part that you guys are glossing over that you really should be worried about. Like, we've all, that they're tracking your phones, but they're literally telling you now that they can look at your phone and tell you where you've been and you've not been complying. That's kind of a weird thing. Like, it's, nobody seems concerned with it. I mean, small group are, right? But that's kind of freaky that they're actually telling you and they can do it. They didn't actually come on and pass a law. They just did it, right? They just said, hey, hey, nobody's listening. Yeah, we could pretty much kiss our civil rights goodbye after this, I'm telling you. For sure, right? And, it, and like earlier we talked about, you know, this jujitsu guy getting a ticket, right, and doing all that stuff. So what, you know, the fact now that we're probably going to get tickets uh, in a couple of weeks, you don't have a face mask on or if you're not, you know, whatever, you're, if you're in a group larger than 10 and – like, I, I don't, I'm not saying, like, I'm super worried about it. Like, you know what I mean? I will be when something happens, I'm sure. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's All right. some concerning things, huh? You know? I don't know how concerned – I mean, are you guys – is that kind of something – are you guys – are any of you guys into conspiracy theories or, or something like that? It's not really a conspiracy theory because it's really happening, right? But well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm into conspiracy theories as far as, like, you know, like – as a potential if i don't know firsthand then everything is kind of a potential like i wasn't there for the moon landing so to me it's equally as likely that it did happen as it didn't happen and i don't really have a strong stance on it one way or the other but uh you know and i'll listen to both sides but uh you know i mean if i if i had to say which one i think is more likely I, i think it's probably more likely that it did happen just because that's what i have been taught to believe but uh, I'll, hear, yeah. I'll hear someone out, you know, like, right. I don't have a first hand experience. How do I know? You sound like me where like, I enjoy listening to him. And then I also, you have to remember that if I'm watching something on a conspiracy theory, it's tilted towards their direction. And right? that's what I always think of. Like, if I'm watching, uh, like, for example, some of those old Michael Moore documentaries, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're all conspiracy theories, you know, but he might be like, yeah, like Fahrenheit 9-11, all those things that you, they may or may not be true, but I also know that a guy is making a film to put it in his perspective, right? Which is a conspiracy. Like I watched the one on Netflix about the flat earth, you know, and like. Yeah, I think that's uh, what the general public mistakes about documentaries is that we perceive documentaries as educational and unbiased. And that's very far from the truth because, you know, when it comes, I mean, they're educational, but documentaries are going to be hugely biased to whoever the filmmaker is. Uh, and that's just natural. I mean, we're people. That's what we, that's what we do. Yeah. Which is the thing. And that's why I always say, like, um, 
we, my wife and I have a friend on Facebook that likes conspiracy theories. She's a good person, but um, and a guy, girls and guys. But some of the things are so crazy because even if there's a like a grain of truth to it, then they start getting forth like so far fetched that I'm like, what is lost to me? You know, like let's talk about the child, uh, you know, pedophilia things. But when they'll say there's a I don't know that Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has a pedophilia ring in a parlor. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, what, did you talk about the stuff they drink or whatever? Yeah, I mean, no. Exactly. That's when you start losing me. I'm like, you had me until you started talking about murdering kids and drinking right. their blood or whatever. You know, man. Like, you know, I could have believed you, and then you just now you've went too far. You know. Um, but even yeah. at that, like, I'll, I'll like it. It's just like a weird, right? I, I'm not saying I. I believe Indiana Jones, right? I'm not like I entered, I'm entertained by it. So I'll watch some stuff and, and I'll be like, yeah, that's interesting. And then I just, I just drop it where I have, I do have friends that are like head over heels where they're the only woke person and all of us are fucking sheep and retarded and we don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 God, when I've. Sorry. Uh, just an anecdote when I remember when Tumble Dew came out. Like when you're a kid and you're you're watching any movie your parents show you in your head, these movies are new to you. So you're like, Oh, everyone's watching this movie now. So like when I was, you know, five years old in like two thousand and watching Temple of Doom, uh, and I saw like how Indians were portrayed like eating snakes and bugs and stuff like that, you know, I was like, Oh my god, everyone's gonna make fun of me now. Because everyone must be watching this movie, thinking that we eat snakes and bugs and stuff. Yeah. And I was. Uh, it turns oh. out no, that's it's not good, huh? You don't ever. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't tried oh, yeah. those things. I don't eat them on a on a daily basis, you know. But for a fancy dinner, that someone might bring out the monkey. Yeah, brain. like if if yeah, if guests are coming out, you know, I'm getting the brains out. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, yeah. Monkey brains in particular, right? I've never actually tried. I haven't tried any brain matter, brain matter of an animal. I've tried some weird dishes um, when I was traveling in Asia, uh, but no, no brain matter. You are Asian, so true. You go to the wet market. Hmm? Did you ever go to the wet market and eat you some bat or anything like that, or no? No, I don't know what the wet market is actually. You don't know the wet market. You know, I've been to the wet market. Right. (laughs) Am I? Do I just know it by a different name? Let me Google what a wet market is now. It's like where this virus came from, apparently. The Wuhan. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I was when I I have never been to China. When I was in Japan, I went to their, um, the one of the famous fish markets there. But but China and Japan are very different um, countries, especially when it comes to hygiene. just in general, oh, that's gonna sound racist. That's that, that's gonna that's gonna be taken out of context, and yeah, that, that one's gonna come back to bite me. No. You you didn't say which one's worse. You just said it's different. That's what oh you're... yeah. Then I'll just leave. <laughs> Thank you. I'll just stop talking. Yeah, you're good. It's interesting, huh? Sorry. All right, man. What? Jeff, what do you what, do? You have any other questions or anything, buddy? No, man. I think we're good. All right. I'm just trying this to let you guys the hook if they're good. Unless, yeah, unless someone's been fun. Play a song before we leave. Where'd your guitar go? Oh, it's just getting dark. I see. It. We could do it again. 
You can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always down to clown. Yeah. I left my guitar in the car, so I'm not going to play anything. Mm. What's well, that? So I've got the Mona Lisa looking at you strangely behind me, Jeff. Very nice. It's very creepy. <laughs> That's very good. Well, well, anyway, I mean, you guys got uh, anything else to add or anything or no? Or I don't want to keep you on here forever. Or I know Jeff, I'm speaking for Jeff, but I'm just, you know. I love when you speak for me. No. Nah. I, I said it all, my friend. Hey, Kevin, can you maybe do some uh, virtual training for us to show us how to, you know, keep our firearm powder dry and make sure that we're using the iron sights correctly, things like that? You do have skills in that department. Yeah, I actually do. Point, actually, he's a lot cooler than he. You've been doing some uh, anti terrorist work, right? Is that I don't even know. Yeah, but before that, Tommy Clark trained me. Um, and weapons really thoroughly. So before yeah. I even went to the counterterrorism school, did all their courses. I had a lot of weapons training. So yep. when you say a lot of weapons training, is that mostly guns? Are you, are you versed in knives and other stuff or now? Or um, well, um, I'm really good with the nunchucks, but now I'm talking mainly gun, guns and um, yeah. you know weapon like like knife defenses and weapon takeaways and that sort of thing. But um, Yep, just your 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 pistol, your rifle and your pistol. That's all you need. A good long gun and a good pistol. That's all you need. So and your anti terrorism stuff though, uh, and I guess what Tom said too though, actually I mean that is a good point. Like what kind of stuff differentiate like because Steph obviously you're in the martial arts like me. I mean, you, you can see all these takeaways and listen, like I've never had nobody attack me with a knife or a gun. Even though I know how to do it, like, I don't know how realistic it is either, right? You know what I mean? Like, in real life. Um, but I think in, in real life, you do way more. I'm sure you do way more stuff. What do you think's different or that? That's not the best question, but um, I don't know. You guys, you learn more than just tactics of clearing a room and attacking people, right? And doing stuff like that. No, I mean, they're good techniques. And I mean... Like, um, you know, the, the train with the, with the guns, the movement and shooting, that's probably the hardest thing. But when it comes to, like, the hand-to-hand -hand stuff and the weapon takeaways and all that, um, it's, you know, the, the wrist, wrist and arms and joints only move the same way, you know? So yeah. whether it's um, Krav Maga or Hapkido, it's still a wrist, all right? So, you know, I was doing that as a kid, and um, it's really similar. So I picked it up pretty quick and got you know, with all you know, we do a lot. You can get a lot of reps, and, and you know, someone pulls, someone pulled something on me. I'd, you know, I wouldn't be not scared, but I'd like, I'd be able to react. I'd be able to react. Who knows? Maybe I get my fucking brains blown out, but I wouldn't just uh, sit there and let it happen. I'd react. You know, and that's what it's all about. You know, where you don't have to think. Actually, my um, one of my first, my first night doing comedy. Um, Adam Hunter gave me some stage time. It was my first time ever doing it. And uh, I went up there and did about 10 minutes set. And afterwards, some guy came back, followed me in the green room. And he's like, you know, first he was nice. And then and then he goes, yeah, man, but you should really stick to fight, man, because your comedy sucked. And then that guy, and he was like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, this is part of the game. I just got to, you know, face yeah. the fact that there's going to be assholes like this. Yeah. whatever so i just walked away from them and then all of a sudden and this is why i'd been teaching at the 
CRI, the, the counterterrorism school. And then I'm walking away and all of a sudden he grabbed me, put his hand on my back and my shoulder and says, yeah, man, you saw it. And like, I'd been doing it so much that I just did a reaction where I just turned and fucking gave him a wrist lock toss and like <laughs> Steven Seagal style. Yeah. And you know, he flew up in the air and he landed and I spun him and put his wrist this way, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I was really cool. I was like, you know, I'm going to let you go, but you got to promise you're going to behave yourself. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But um, it was funny. Adam Hunter saw it, and he totally freaked out. I didn't think anything of it, you know? It was just, yeah. like, a reaction. And then, like, um, you know, the next day, like, he did his podcast, and it's all over. He told the story. And he, really? I couldn't believe it. You should have seen I didn't think that Steven Seagal shit really worked in real life. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, my my friend had a similar story. He was at a, at a uh, like a fundraiser event, and uh, some I mean just cut the story. But the guy uh, guy went up behind him and just basically kind of put him in rear naked. But the guy didn't know rear naked. He just kind of hugged his neck, but he didn't even know him. He's just like uh, he's you know like I said, just went up behind him, put his arm around his neck. And my friend, the same thing. He uh, just so used to jujitsu and doing some self defense thing. He just. He just bent forward, flipped him over his his back, just like a movie, you know. And, and that movie, that 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 scenario, that self defense technique is literally in every movie I see because it's flashy. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the guy hit the floor. It was like all laid out. And he, the same thing. He never even thought about. It. He's like, it was just so muscle memory. <laughs> like when the guy grabbed me, he's like, I just flipped mm -hmm. him over. And then he's like, oh shit. But then the same thing. Like it, the guy was drunk and he's fucking with people, and it just so happened that. Yeah, my friend an asshole. Yeah, but but it's stories like that that remind me of why we do that stuff, right? And why it should be muscle memory because, and that's usually when I teach stuff, I say, hey, and I bring up a story just like yours. I'll say, um, I usually tell tell that story. About my, I'm going to show you this move, and I'll tell you real context. But I'll say, like, it needs to be muscle memory because if you think, hey, this guy grabbed me behind the neck what do I do? By that time, it's either too tight, right? It's too late, right? You, like, you just need to do it. And then all of a sudden, the guy's like, fuck, what happened? He's on his back. And you're like, hey, like, you don't even know what happened. But you're like, just shut the fuck, like, don't do that again, kind of deal, you know? Um, yep. so I think that's awesome, really. So do you oh, ever yeah. train? So you have you done some crop stuff then, ever, a little bit? Well, well yeah, that was what, like, um, <clears throat> That was the one course there was the, um, you know, I, the reason I got the job, I went in there um, and uh, the one instructor there didn't think like I knew what to do if someone pulled a gun on me. So he, it, was, it was a play gun though. And he like, you know, pulled it and I boom, like just did a perfect technique, disarmed him. And he was it's like, oh, wow, you know? And uh, he told the guy like, fuck man, let's have him teach here. Um, so Duran's his name. He teaches the Krav. Um, he's the owner of the place. He's like, okay, why don't you just come through? Um, I'll teach you personally. I'm doing an instructor's course for Krav. That way you could go through it for a few weeks to know the whole curriculum, and then I'll have you teach. Oh, yeah. Did you, the reason I asked you, have you, have you done stuff with the garage? Which, that stuff, you know what I mean? That wire they put on your neck and stuff like that, which I think. Oh, yeah, his style is actually up. Uh, his style's actually Krav Hagana, um, H-A-G-A-N-A, 
and it's similar to Kamaga, but Kamaga, like someone grabs your wrist and you like gouge your fucking eyes out. Yeah. You know, it's it's a little more defense and escape oriented than Kamaga, mm-hmm. you know. Like you know, so like like that. You don't have to, you know, someone grabs your wrist like fucking tear their nuts off their body. You know, that's probably up. But here, just because you brought that up too, Tom, now is a nice time. I think this is a time where everybody knew, wishes they knew, not necessarily self-defense techniques, but gun training, right? Even people that are anti-gun now are like, they want a gun, right? Because everybody's so crazy. Um, and the worried, so there's a couple of videos speaking, like we were talking earlier about Ring and stuff. Did you guys watch any of the, the video where that guy, the guy that attacked that MMA fighter? I don't I don't even remember. I don't even know who the MMA fighter is or nothing. I, have you seen that Stefan or no? Or? No, someone told me about it. Yeah. And so like, the short story, because I, I heard the story. Yeah. And I don't know him and I, and I don't know anything, but the, for the people that don't know, it's kind of the story is like, and I don't know if the guy's still in high school, but he was a high school wrestler at one point. So he either was now or, or it was. And, but anyway, the night he broke in that guy's house, and the guy, then that guy happened to, I think he was a UFC fighter. But even the guy, like, so what, why he's catching hell is he was like, look, man, he got, he's like, I gave him everything he had that I had, and a guy kept coming. And, it, you know, it was a real dramatic story. And then so a lot of people on, online, just like they always do, were giving him hell. Like, how could this UFC not, fighter not beat up a high school wrestler? You know what I mean? But then, um, you know, a week or so ago, they released the ring video, not from his house, but the guy was trying to get in multiple houses. I guess he was fucked up on drugs, right? And then he was literally, like, fucking crazy. The videos are kind of frightening, you know? It's like like he goes to get in somebody's house, and he, and he can't because the door's locked, but he just starts screaming and just freaking out and just going nuts, you know what I mean? It's like he's clearly just whacked out on whatever it is, and doesn't know where he's at and apparently that's how the fight was right the guy would kick his ass and and like the guy said he's like i didn't know if he had a knife or gun he's like it's in the middle of night i assume if somebody breaks in my house they have a knife or a gun he's like i'm just trying to beat the fuck out of him as much as i can and stop him from getting to his weapon he's like i don't even know what's going on right and then uh so that's what's going on and of course like i said of course everybody's a badass on the internet so they're they're giving him hell and but anyway, the point is, after you see the video or the ring video of the guy, you're like, holy shit, that guy's fucking wacko, you know, um, which makes you think, you know, like, and it, but that is also a scenario, too, like, if you don't have a gun, like him, like, if he, I don't know what his scenario was, if he had a gun or didn't have a gun, but, you know, if somebody breaks in your house, right, and you're probably in your bedroom, you better have a gun in your bedroom, right, or, or whatever. I mean, it, that's the other thing, it's like, if that is your self-defense, um, you have to have it ready. That's one thing. Like I teach a lot of self-defense seminars and I'm not, I'm all for guns. Right. So a lot of girls will say, well, you know, they'll come to a seminar, but they'll still say, well, I don't need to know that, you know, I, I carry a weapon. Right. And I'm like, that's great. But here's the thing. It's going to be in your purse. When somebody attacks you, how are you going to get to it? Right. You got to think through all those things. Most of those people don't think through all those things. And then, you know, so, the, so you're, you've been caught off guard. Are you going to be able to get to it? And that goes for anybody. I'm going to go, go, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'll give you whatever you want. I got all my money locked up in the safe. And then I pull the rifle out of the safe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but honestly, that's – and that's – obviously, you know, that's what you say defensively, right? Even, like, if it has nothing to do with weapons, you put your hands up and you're like, I don't want any. Now my hands are up where I can block punches or whatever and do all that other stuff. But, yeah, the same thing. You got to delay enough to 
to get your stuff. But I, I think sometimes even with the gun, people are just so, uh, you know, they just say, well, I've got it. They don't train it. And I would be guilty of that. I'm, I'm not as good as you are by any means. And I don't go to the, the, uh, the range as much as I should and stuff. Cause I just feel like, hell, if I pull it out, I'll probably kill you. <laughs> that's not right though, right? I, I need to make sure. Cause that's what I was wondering. And, and that's cool that you train. Cause this is a good question. I was literally watching a movie the other day and I was thinking, cause in every movie, you know how it is like, let's say that Tom ha is holding uh, somebody hostage and somebody just pulls a gun and shoots him in the head, right? Like how realistic is that? Like would I really shoot somebody that's holding somebody else hostage or something? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, that's, you know, man, that seems pretty crazy. Like, or maybe you could, maybe all I have to do is look at somebody and the gun where I'm looking and they're going to die. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not that good. So I don't know. But Yeah. Don't know what you're in it. How often do you get to train that stuff? Do you do that pretty often now more than? No, I mean, no, no. I mean, I've done a lot in my life, but like uh, this last year, not too much. You know? I mean, I've watched your videos because you post a lot. I don't know if it's this year, but last year, you seem like you post a lot. And, uh... Yeah, that's what I... Yeah, that's when I was teaching there. That's CRI I was posting uh, back last year. So, yep, this year, I've been doing the gym thing a little more and some other stuff. I mean, that's... And that's good, though. We said earlier, like, luckily, and Tom, are you in the same scenario where, like, this didn't really hurt you, all this stuff? With what, uh, the shutdown and everything? Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it, it, shut, it shut down uh, pretty much, like, uh, all, definitely any of the medical. That's, that's shut yeah. down. I'm not doing anything there. So what device are you, are you doing currently? Um, I have a couple devices for uh, Gynodocs. And, yeah, okay. Uh, couple of urology products yeah this so I, I have like an si fusion thing right now it's called corner lock and a couple other things but like oh, I, I think i've seen that one yeah and i have a friend that's in urology he's doing exonics which is a bladder stem uh you know stuff like that but yep but, it, but we're all in the same boat so most companies are furloughing their employees right so that they don't shut down and which is good. At least they're still on some. They might have lost their job, but they're getting good employment, or they're on a salary. You know, what I mean, they're they're good. I'm an independent, so it's it's all 10.99 anyways. So uh, yeah, I only eat what I kill anyways. So um, you know, they don't have any reason to get rid of me. They're not. No. <laughs> you're good to go. Yeah, I need. I'll shoot you a message sometime too, because that's what I'm. I'm doing just some distributor stuff now. Actually, really, I'm helping hospitals right now get some PPE stuff. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, so it was weird. It's just knowing people. Like I talked to some senators the other day, some National Guard people. Because quite honestly, you, you hear all this stuff on the news where like people can't get uh, gowns or 3M masks or any of that stuff. That's actually not true. They just don't know what to do. Like they don't know. Where somebody just said, like they're just saying, well, the governors have to go do it. If you're a governor, you've never ordered that shit pretty much probably, right? Right. So, so that's all I'm, I'm trying to connect these people with the people I know that have it. I'm like, look, you know, here's who you're not. And a lot of times I don't, to be honest, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to ever make money off of it. I may not because I'm connecting people with other people. So on good faith, those people, should, they, they be like, Hey, here's a couple of dollars for helping me, but they may not. And I'm not worried about it. Right. It's nice. Cause I don't have a job like right now, but quite honestly, we're all in a thing, but, uh, but it just helps, like being on our 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 thing, being distributors. We know a little bit of every everybody, you know. 
Yeah, well, I think that's the whole game. It's like um, that that connection is like the real value of a distributor, anyways. So whether or not you're getting it on this end or the, you know, that's the that's the service and the value that you provide mm -hmm. you know, to put people together with the things that they're looking for. Yeah. So. Let's all yeah, like I said, for sure, I'll, I'll shoot you a message or something just to see if I can if we can help each other in some fashion or something, you know. Yeah, for sure, um, I'd love to. All right. Well, getting back to that, Jeff, you got anything else, crazy guy? No, man, that's it. I'm all right. Well, good. I liked watching you eat that banana earlier while we were, uh, we were all talking. You look sexy. Yeah, you're like welcome. Next time we can do this live, I will feed you the banana. That sounds perfect. All right, guys. What? Virginia? All right, guys. All right. Thanks for the invite. Hearing from you, Butch. I'll send yeah, you a text. I'll have your number. Okay. Awesome, man. Nice to meet you, too. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, guys, man. I appreciate yeah. talking to everybody. Thanks. Thank you, Brad. You. Thanks for coming on. You're all sexy. You guys, too. That's good. Get out of here. There we go.